Three, two, one, boom. It's the Social Engineer Show. Got James in the building. Hello, everyone. How are you, bro? Not bad, thank you. Not bad. It's been a long time, man. Yep. For those who don't know, James is my good friend from many years back. We, we met uh, at one job I used to do ages ago, but yep. we always had like really good conversations, and I thought it'd be good to have you on the show. It's, it's been a while, but it's uh, yeah. thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, no, I'm, it's a pleasure, man. Um, so how have you been? Um, what, what kind of stuff have you been up to since we last spoke? Um, a mix of different. I'll say cheers and congratulations ah, first of all on your uh, cheers, your new Thank venture. You. Thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> yes. that. Um, different things, really. Just trying different mm. avenues. As everyone does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just fi- trying to get the balance of work life. Mm. Um, what what's good for myself, family. Mm. Uh, just trying different interests. Yeah. Different hobbies, that sort of thing as well. Mm. Um, what type of uh, interests and hobbies are you into now? At the moment, um, I'd say my, my well, my main hobby is, is jiu-jitsu. Ah, cool. Uh, yeah, mm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or Gracie mm. jiu-jitsu. Um, I remember you was, like, I don't know if it was jiu-jitsu back then that you was into, but I know like, you was into some fighting style, but was it... Uh, <laughs> I remember you done that. Thing. Yeah, I wouldn't say fighting style. Mm. <laughs> I'm definitely not a fighter, but um, yeah, I was. I've I've always on and off. I mm. did a lot of martial arts as a kid, a lot of um, karate and stuff like that, and mm. you know, for many years, eight nine years or more. Went back to it some years later, as about nineteen mm. twenty. Um, yeah, started with a a, a a club that was a. It was okay, but it was a little bit culty. Mm. Um, what, what style was that, or what? Just karate again, just karate. but it mm. was um, uh, pressure point mm. stuff. And I remember you done that thing to my finger. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I, I probably would have. I probably would have shown you some stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I apologise. <laughs> How is the finger? Yeah, no, it's all good. No, it still just, doesn't work. To no, this day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting because um, I remember you were telling me a bit about it mm. years back, and you was telling me basically that. With, like, with the just by the finger, you could like basically control somebody's whole body weight. You can um, biomechanics of it, but mm. uh, in a serious situation, if you break someone's finger, they're not going to stop. Mm. You'd probably just if they're bigger than you and more powerful, you're just going to piss them off, probably. Mm. And unless you've got something else, mm. um, you're probably going to come unstuck mm. and get slammed on the floor. Yeah, especially if you're small. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, that was that was only briefly, mm. and to be honest, it, 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 it. I went to. I was there for probably six months or so, doing some stuff, and ended up going to a seminar for a fellow that came over from America, and he was this and that, and he supposedly trained with Bruce Lee, and mm. he bought he bought Muhammad Ali's training camp, I think, in Catskills in in New York. Okay. Um, and then they were just doing some stuff at the seminar that was just, you know, I was sitting there thinking, this is a cult. Mm. You know, this is like all my followers stand up. I'm going to do this. You know, like you see the people in Aikido throwing people around. Mm. And I think skill is more in the in the roll and the throw mm. than it is in the in the technique. I mean, it, it would work. You'd probably break someone's wrist or, mm. but you know, when you see that kind of... Um, Compliance, I suppose, that sort of mm. overly uh, 
engaged opponent that's going to mm. do exactly what pe- people don't do what you want them to yeah. do. They're not going to stand there and let you do this and that. So it sort of, I was a little disenchanted with the whole mm. martial arts world for a, a long time. That reminds me of, um, you know, have you ever seen those churches where like they touch someone's head or something and they start doing the body popping and that? Yeah, they're, they're yeah. doing this and he's like, ah. Yeah, yeah giving it's like that, that kind of thing. Yeah, isn't it? it was, it was mm. like that. Yeah, it was mm. literally channeling chi mm. and people dropping on the floor. And I just thought, how do we go from punching and kicking to, to this mm. in the space of like a week? Mm. And yeah, it put me off for a long time with martial arts. I, you know, just like I said, I was, I was a little, felt let down a little bit and a little bit lost. And I didn't know, um, I wasn't into like UFC. Mm. I always liked boxing. Um, not myself. I like the training. I think it's very good, but I'm, I'm not a fighter myself, you know. Mm. Um, but I've always enjoyed boxing. Mm. I, I went to a lot of boxing, a lot of live boxing, would watch a lot of the big fights and just... The simplicity of it, I, I like the, the pugilist nature of it, where you've got a very strict, exact set of rules, mm. and the best of the best can master that yeah. to a degree. And and then, yeah, I, I was, I just was sort of in the wilderness a little bit with martial arts, and I just I was just training in the gym and stuff like that mm. with a friend of mine, on and off. And I always did a lot of body weight stuff and. Mm. Um, like calisthenics stuff. Yeah, a lot of pull-ups. Mm. Um, probably when I was, when we were working together, mm. I was doing a lot of bodyweight stuff. Mm. Squats, push-ups, pull-ups. Mm. Um, yeah, I was a lot a lot fitter then, a lot lighter as well. I was probably like 10 kilos or so lighter than I am now. Um, but yeah, and then I, I just, I think around about 2016, I'd heard about, jiu-jitsu before and I think I'd even googled it or googled something in my area martial arts I tried a kung fu thing once and went a couple of times but again it's impressive like whacking your arms with each other and bump 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 it's Mm. it's impressive that you can take that sort of pain but I couldn't really see that transfer I was always about practicality you know Mm. um I'm not I'm not necessarily big fella I'm quite short quite small I needed something that could you know, save save my life if need be or, or give mm. me the tools to disengage and, you know, you don't mm. really want to commit to someone that's very big and strong. Yeah. Um, and then I first tried jujitsu, but I had a lot of back problems. I went to like one class and then my back was hell and I thought, I can't do it. Mm. And then I just focused a lot on stretching, yoga, the gym, mm. you know, tried to do sort of compound fitness stuff. Mm. to strengthen my back and I still I'm up and down with the training now still but mm. then I finally did go back to jiu-jitsu in about 2019 mm. and then from then just it's been it's not been easy with the pandemic but I've been I, I attend um, EKBJJ under Professor Eddie Cohn mm. in uh, Walthamstow is the headquarters of the, of the, the academy there mm. and it's just you know, it, with that stuff, it's just, it is what it is. It's just real. Mm. If it don't work, it ain't on the, it ain't in the curriculum. Mm. It's not down, you know. So, yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's not easy. Mm. I'm not going to say it's not easy. How often do you go? Um, at the moment, three times a week. Nice. Or pro- I probably do about six sessions. 
Do they have like a belt system? Yeah. How far in the belt system are you? I'm blue. I'm I'm I don't know. Pretty much I fresh. That's that's mm. your your first color okay. belt. Yeah. Mm. That's your first color belt. Um mm. yeah, you have white, blue, purple, brown, black. Okay. But that is it's very easy to say mm. there, but takes a lot of time and effort yeah, and skill. Depends on on mm. you know your 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 personal dedication, I think, mm. your circumstances, your willingness to to work on your um, ego, mm. accepting the fact that you, as a beginner, you really don't know anything, mm. you know, and maybe even what you thought you were, it's a different person. That's not really mm. you anymore. Mm. You know? it, it's it's a deep. I think any any hard pursuit is going to teach you that. Mm. Um, but if you can do it in in such a controlled way as jiu-jitsu or maybe you choose boxing or you choose the gym maybe or whatever you choose mm. I think if you can pressure test yourself incrementally over time mm. um, physically mentally mm. I think it's going to be beneficial when life tests you because mm. life's just going to test you like hard and fast sometimes you know how it, how it goes it's just going to throw the unexpected at you and it's always when say you're least prepared mm. you don't need it you've already got five other things that have gone wrong and then bang you get so I think if you can if you can test your character your physical strength your mental strength regularly mm. in a controlled way I think it's only a good thing there's other things that you know, in time I might like to pursue. Like what other other styles, fighting styles, or defensive? yeah, possibly. Um, I don't know. Just I maybe like to try some archery. Okay. Some shooting, mm. maybe. Mm. Um, I've shot. I've, I've um, used shotguns before on mm. on a range, but mm. only twice, I think. Mm. Um, How does that work in in this country or in? Yeah. How does that work? Because um, I know some people have licenses for them, yep. but um, yep. I don't know how it works in regards to like going to a range. Do you have to have a license to go to a range? No, no, you can, you can. Well, I think the the best way to do it, the, the way I did it, is you just contact someone who either works at the, they have trainers and stuff. You know, they have like um, instructors. Mm. So you can, if you just wanted to try it, you can just say, "I want to do this." They say, "Okay, it's like whatever forty pounds for the." hour for the half hour whatever and that instructor will either he'll have a thing he might work for the club I think or maybe have a thing to do with the club and he maybe keeps some guns there or they he rents the guns or he keeps his ones there and you just pay to rent the guns you pay for the shells you pay for the clays or whatever and he'll just talk you through it and then I think that's how someone who's not um been brought into it from their family so mm. if you're not from because obviously a lot of probably upper class and people like that shoot they pheasant shoot they game shoot mm. they target shoot so their families are sort of used to it or they're, they're, they're introduced to it from a I suppose like a almost like a cultural perspective mm. I think if you want to start you can just do that and then I suppose you see if you like it and then you apply mm. for your license I think I, there's a difference in Shotgun license, there's a difference in a firearms license as well. So 
it, that wouldn't be under the umbrella of a firearms license. That would be something separate. I think there's two different licenses. I think um, shotgun specifically is slightly different, maybe because of the type of round, I'm not sure, or it's a yeah. shell and it uses shot instead mm. of a bullet or a different kind of projectile. I'm not mm. sure. Um, but I'm pretty sure there are two, well, the last I heard, there were two different kinds of licenses. But the fellow I was, who I did it with, he told me that... Um, you can own a lot of stuff that you you wouldn't expect you could mm. but i think some of them you have to keep at the club i'm not sure mm. under like lock and key mm. some things like you can own yeah. some pretty hefty rifles and stuff like that mm. and there's different rules to storing you have to have the you'd have to have your guns in a cupboard mm. which is locked yeah secured bolted to the wall mm. the shells have to be in another secure location you can't keep the two together mm. Um, and if you're transporting them, I think there's another thing where they have to be, they can't, the shells and the gun can't be in the same, uh, uh, something like that. There's, there's mm. different. I've got a friend who has a license, but yeah. um, he, he just collects like old antique stuff, but the same sort of thing. He's got probably to keep a firearms it firearms license. Yeah. yeah, probably. It's uh, like rifles and stuff like that, but mm. he's got, yeah, same thing. He's got to keep it like locked away. And um, I think once he even had a, um, like a an Uzi sort of thing, but it was like some sort of single shot thing. It was like there's some sort of modification on it where he was able to have it because he was explaining why he was able to have that. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't. It'll only fire something like an Uzi would only fire. I don't know would it be either a, a nine millimeter round or, or maybe not even a nine mm. mil, something maybe smaller. Mm. So it'd be the same as what a handgun would mm. fire. But there's definitely different licenses for that. I don't. Mm. Th- I don't know if you can keep a handgun at home. I no. think you, yeah. if you if you own you'd have to keep them and there's a difference in automatic and then in revolver because mm. obviously you've only got five six shots or whatever it is in a revolver mm. and then you've got to reload and it's quite cumbersome mm. whereas an automatic it's literally just boom out in yeah. go and then mm. so yeah it's uh I I just you know just try maybe try some different pursuits different mm. things to sort of preparing for when the zombies come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry about zombies. It's not. It's not zombies that would, that would worry me. It's, it's people, people that worry me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, not not necessarily on in that regard. Just to do just a different pursuit, mm. you know. Yeah. And also, um, like, uh, combat training. You know, like some mm. of these. I find it quite interesting because I, I like. I've always liked history. I've always liked s- studying it, and you know, I, I've always think that it, it is relevant mm. it's very relevant because if, if you don't learn from history like they say you're, you're bound to repeat mm. mistakes and i've always been into that and i just i find it quite interesting as well these there's different places that that study they call it now i've not i'm by no means any sort of expert i've only just seen different things online and youtube and stuff but they call it hema or historical european martial arts which is they study texts of medieval um, sword masters, uh, armaments sort of masters, armorers, um, champions of the day, you know. Um, and they just, whether it be like long swords, short swords, axes, mm. <coughs> excuse me, spears, stuff like that. Mm. So I just find it kind of interesting mm. to sort of... Um, see what and maybe i'll pursue it this year i don't know yeah do you, are you do you need any type of license to have any of those sorts of 
weapons like um probably if you want if you want to transport them mm. i'd say but um a lot of them are, are, i don't think they'd be classed as live weapons anyway because what they practice with i think are very dull edge mm. weapons so if you looked at them that the edge would be quite thick yeah like you could bludgeon someone with them but i mean <laughs> you could i can you can bludgeon someone with that candle over mm. there or yeah. you know mm. that glass it, it depends on what you mm. so um yeah, as for the le- the legality of of keeping them, I mean, I know I've I've seen on YouTube. There's a couple of people that there's one collector I can't remember. I think it's Scholar Gladiator or something like that, mm. and he has ornament. He has like um, antique weapons, and I think if you, I think it's if it's before it's either a hundred years if it's older than a hundred years or if it's before if it's before 1940 something maybe it becomes an antique yeah mm. something like that where you can you can display it and keep it but obviously you don't go walking down the street mm. with a saber because you're <laughs> yeah. gonna get shot mm. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah that, but they have they must have ways of doing it because they deal in in these, mm. in these yeah because someone i know he i don't know if he's allowed to have these or not but he would get like loads of different types of um weapons and stuff from online in it and he would have stuff like that thing the chain with the ball the spiky ball thing and um yeah, flail, like, I yeah. Think it is, yeah and like um like tomahawks and stuff like that right i think it just depends if they're if they're newly made mm. and they've got like a proper what do they got like sharp edge on them mm. or i don't they probably wouldn't yeah he would just keep them in, in his house though he yeah, was like fascinated by all of these yeah, things i mean mm. But obviously you can't. Yeah, I, I see it when, <laughs> when you see these, uh, what do they call them? Like knife amnesties. What do they? What do they call it? Where you? Oh, where you have to drop they, it all off. Oh, people they collect in the area. Like people, dro- I see mm. people dropping off like bread knives and kitchen. <laughs> I think just <laughs> go yeah. go and put the bread knife back on your, in, in your mum's drawer on on yeah. the wall. You know, I don't mm. understand that. But obviously a big sword or something. Mm. It, it's yeah, it's, a, it's a strange. Mm. Um, I think it like it, in terms of that, it's good work. There was I saw someone, a chap that was uh, he lived that kind of life, and again like the, the same old story. All it is is uh, personally, I think it's just maturity. Mm. We all come through a stage where, especially boys, mm. men, where we we sort of buy into the bravado of peers and. Films, mm. movies, uh, music, and we kind of, um, it's easy to get carried away with that, mm. you know. With what, like um, self-defense, taking it to a different no, level? No, not self-defense. I mean, like, with the knives thing and, and oh. people that carry mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's a strange, mm. it's a strange uh, concept to me, mm. you know, carrying. Yeah, when I was in school... It was like proper like, oh, well, I don't know if it was the beginning, but it was like really everywhere you looked, they were talking about knife crime. They were saying um, like all every news channel was talking about it. And it's just like it was like it was rough, like every mm-hmm. and it was it wasn't uncommon for everyone to be rolling with some sort of weapon. Oh. And it's like people were scared to leave their house without it. Because if they left their house without it, they felt like somebody else would have it. Would have it. Yeah. And. But yeah, it's just, it's it's just, it's crazy because it's like having it gives you the like there's a higher chance of using it. Of course, yeah. Even if it or, didn't or even having call one for used that. on you. Yeah. Mm. 
But the truth is, I, I suppose to a degree, if you if you don't have it, mm. then say if I didn't know you mm. out there, I've got nothing, but you might have something. Mm. That means I've got to rely on what I can do with my maybe my training, my physical and attributes, my mental toughness, whatever. I'm gonna think probably not worth it I don't really know what you're capable of mm. yeah, but maybe if I've got a, a blade or a gun in my pocket concealed mm. illegal then I'm thinking worst comes to the worst I just stab him mm. yeah. and I think this is what one thing I did notice and I think luckily I just missed it mm. um, I didn't miss it in terms of where I lived mm. and where I went to school um, and where I grew up because you were talking. You were talking about it was, I think, may have been Paul P. Star the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. You were talking about it with him, and the, the something changed up. I remember two thousand and six being a particularly bad year for stabbings, mm. murders. Mm. Right? I don't know why, but it was just that summer by by June. I think it was something crazy, like nearly thirty people, thirty like young lads killed mm. in London. Yeah. and I mean it's not. In London, there's what maybe eight, nine million people. I don't know how many now. It's just, it is a drop in the ocean, but I, not if that's your kid, yeah, of course, or your brother, you know, or, or a handful of your friends. Yeah, and I, it's it's. I was always I was very careful. Um. With the company that I kept when I was younger, a few times I could have very easily got into company where people that you know you grow up with and i think that the thing is you don't see it people start to change maybe and because it's gradual over time um you don't notice it as much and then there's this thing you know like the concept of crabs in a bucket mm. i think especially out there on, on the street is it's someone maybe having a rough time home life a kid mm. maybe gets to be a teenager mm. his dad's not around his dad could be in Nick, maybe his dad could be Just moved on, him. and he mm. might have another family, and you don't know how that's good. You know that will affect you. You'll, you'll feel, you know, that, that's going to leave you with anger yeah. and misunderstanding. What? Why? Why is he? Why am I not? So then you might mm. start to lash out. Yeah. And if your mum's the only one there to control you, maybe you got a stepdad that don't care, mm. or you don't like him, or maybe he's violent. Mm. Maybe you know. Maybe you're in the way. Mm, yeah. you know, you're a problem so you're going to be pushed out pushed aside so then who raises you then mm. your peers yeah and maybe some of them have gone through care maybe some of them have seen things that have scarred them you know mm. and they become prone to maybe violence or they become bitter and they mm. want to grab everyone else down instead of looking to say you know, you've made a success of this. You're starting out. You're, you know, you, you're diversifying. I suppose different things. You've got a, a good career. Mm. You're doing well. So, say if you really crack it off and you get a nice car, a nice house. I think we you shouldn't. Someone shouldn't look at you. I shouldn't look at you and say, "Why has he got that? Mm. Why has he got that car? I've not got that." I, mean, I should say, "How? Mm. How?" And if, if I want it, I want something like that, then what can I do? Mm. But some people won't. They'll ask why. And then they'll start to 
And I think that's why a lot of this goes on in the street. And a lot, I think a lot of the time as well, kids, they just want to be known for like a one and done. Mm. So they want to stab someone once. And then people want to say, oh, fucking hell, don't go, don't go near him. He's, he stabbed someone. Mm. And then they, they walk around. Like everyone's sort of like, oh, he's crazy. Don't he's, he's, you know what I mean? Mm. I think that's a, that's a big part of it. There's a lot of cowardice in, in what a lot of people do out there. Yeah. And I certainly changed up. I mean, I can remember being, I went to a fairly good good school in Chinkford, but I can remember a couple of occasions where, you know, you had your, it was a, a woodwork class, you know, like a CDT or whatever it was called back in the day. I mean, you, you have those wooden desks with a clamp with devices on them and you, you all sit around and it was a bit of a, <coughs> excuse me, it was, it was a bit of a, I suppose people would say cotch back in the day, you know what I mean? It was mm. just, just being lazy, you know, just yeah. sitting there. You could do the work. It wasn't very hard. Mm. If you had a few people that you friends with in there, you would just have a laugh. Mm. Yeah. And I remember one day a friend of mine brought in a, and he was just so brazen with it as well. He opened his bag and he pulled out a revolver, Mm. put it on the table, spun it round, cocked the hammer back. And when I looked from what I could see, it was a revolver Mm. and it had bullets in it. And it's that weird thing where you you, you know someone, but you you don't. Mm. You know what I mean? And this fellow was a good good bloke. I'd never seen him do anything um, rash, violent. Mm. But you just start to think, what kind of world are you coming from that you're just placing a revolver on the table mm. and then put it back in his bag? And I said, Look, at least decock it, mm. putting it in cocked. Oh yeah, yeah. And I just, I started to know, that's when I started to realise that really you've, no one's looking out for you, I think, but you, Mm. ultimately. Your family will, to a degree. Not everyone, not everyone's lucky to have that, Mm. you know. They have to look for it elsewhere or they maybe, they get a mentor, Mm. all in in good time, you know. but yeah, I had a couple of examples like that. I had, I had another, f- I don't know if you want me to. Yeah, no. Um, I had a, 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 another friend of mine, um, and we were, we were good mates. It was, we were quite an odd bunch, really. I mean, his family was like Pakistani. Mm. I was English, obviously. Another mate of mine was um, Iranian, like Persian. And we just, we were studious, really. You know, we, we weren't um, trying to be. And he, he started to get into different things like rap. Funny because he looked quite a lot like Snoop Dogg. Actually, it was quite mm. it was quite amusing. But um, and then weed, mm. and then this and that, and it was strange because his dad was very strict, um, Muslim. Mm. I sort of thought, you know, you're treading a bit of a fine line there. I don't know what that how that's accepted in your culture, but I don't think it is mm. what you're doing. And um, one day again, I remember. I mean, see, I'm, I'm not making it up. I remember he pulled out um. It was in the library and he pulled out a bag full of machine gun bullets mm. and just took them out and started chatting. And I was like, I said, to, you know, that's, that's, you know, you're in, they find that you're in, you're in trouble. That's mm. like, and that's proper like anti terror, you know, not at the time. This was before, this was before the, the London bombings, mm. you know, and, 
And he said, oh, yeah, my, my dad's got the gun somewhere. Mm. I just thought, you know, fucking hell. Again, it, it just seems like unexpected madness yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, I didn't come from necessarily a sheltered background. I, I'd seen a lot mm. as a kid, I suppose. Um, different things, you know, my, 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 through my family and stuff, we, um, I, I, they, yeah, we, we never really, um, I think I'm, I'm probably the first person about three generations not to go to prison. Mm. So it's, it's about, I think it's about breaking the kind of cycle, cycle, Mm. um, and you know, we, different circumstances affect people in, in in different ways, and we all handle things mm. in different ways. But I'd had um, from a young age a lot of experiences with um, police raids and stuff mm. on 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 the house. Never, it didn't affect me in any way, really. I was, but I grew up with sort of an us and them mentality of they are the they're the enemy, mm. they're in the wrong. Who the police? Yeah. Mm. Um, and not necessarily from one specific person, but just that sort of a little bit of information from here and there, mm. and obviously people sharing their negative experiences. And, and of course, they're not per- the police are by no means perfect. They do mm. a lot of stuff wrong. There's a lot of bad people in there, but then there's also a lot of good. Mm. Um, the majority are just in the middle. I think they're just it's a career, mm. but you do get the extremes on either end, which probably sort of balance themselves out. Mm. But yeah, it was great. Growing up with maybe that kind of mentality, then realizing, no, you have to think for yourself. Mm. You have to step back sometimes, mm. and uh, and we all get caught up in. It. I think we we there's always that kind of not temper, but we we it's part of our human nature to sometimes, if we're having a bad bad day or something, to sort of react mm. when really we should be stepping back thinking first and I've had times where you know I've had people come up and and say things and whatnot and you know maybe I was capable of fighting with but but to what end Mm. for for what words for ego Mm. someone coming up to me and saying do I know you brother Mm. yeah a lot of madness started my own business Mm. and you don't even or where are you from yeah and and mm. bear in mind this is where this was where I was from. Mm. They were they were out of their territory, whatever. Mm. But they were mob handed, mm. and something about the situation on this specific, this particular day. I remember I was washing my car, and you know, like it's human nature. If you, I'm washing my car, a group of fellas, maybe in the early twenties, similar age to me that I was at the time, walk past the top of the turning, and your instinct. As an animal, mm. you catch something in your peripheral, you turn. Mm. So I turn, look, I just look for a second. It's nothing to do with me. I carry on washing my car. But one, some prick in particular decided that, oh, this is this has got to be a thing. <laughs> and to be honest, mm. I had headphones in and I'm jet washing my car. I'm mm. still aware. I can see this person coming up. And <laughs> I thought like, uh, well, maybe not. And he comes up. See him talking, lips moving. So, take it out. Stop. I'm doing. Sorry, do I know you, bro? <laughs> I said, I don't know, do you? Mm. And he said something or other. I said, well, 
uh, what you're saying or what you I said, listen, I'm just washing my car. Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, it matches up. What I've said is what I'm doing. So mm. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I give him a blast in the face with this thing and then punch him, kick him, whatever. But there's... 20 another, other guys. Yeah, but mm. I just seen them other ones go past. Mm. And I'm, there's another one in the road just watching me, standing there. And I thought, well, what's he got? Mm. And I'm processing this. And I thought, this is this is an ego thing. Mm. So I said, I don't want... I'm not looking for nothing. I said, I'm just minding my own business washing my car. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm. Fuck's off. And then within 10 minutes, police coming from all directions. They'd gone to the local park and... I think they had like koshes and and I don't think they... They probably did have blades on them. But they'd messed up about four or five Asian boys playing cricket Mm. in the park. Just for some reason. Maybe a similar sort of thing with... No, it was the same ground. mm, But but maybe it's something like they've asked these guys, what's your problem sort of thing? And then they've not reacted as skillfully as you did. And now it's ended badly. Don't get me wrong, I, I really would have loved to blast him in the eyes mm. with that jet wash and you know, but but then again that's that's saying more about me mm. than it is him. Mm. I'm still here now talking about it. Mm. He could be dead for all I know. If you're going around acting like that, it's gonna come a time when you're gonna come unstuck mm. and someone's you know, do I know you? And then it's gonna be the last face you you see mm. because they're they're more than you are, you mm. know. They're 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 more of that life than you are. Yeah. Um so yeah, and I, and I and I felt that taught me something. Then that said, you know, you've handled something, you've not risen to any sort of bravado because there was only two of them when they spoke to me. But I'd seen the others, mm. so I knew they were mob handed, and I'm, I'm I'm outside my house. Mm. What am I going to do? Even if I say if I do win a fight with one or two, what am I going to do? I'm going to be here every day waiting for the for the rest of them. Mm. It's 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 crazy, really. And I mean that was. Probably ten odd years ago, mm. but I've yeah I've had situations where I've I I, I got mugged once, mm. um, and funny enough, it wasn't in my area because obviously I I where I'm from in Walthamstow was a, it was it was never really that bad to be honest, but mm. it had its moments, like a lot of places in East London and North London. It had its moments where 15 years ago, you, you didn't really walk about on mm. your phone, especially you didn't get on a bus and be talking on your phone, yeah. didn't show anything. For me, it's just what, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just what I, I learned growing up mm. from my family as well. But, you know, don't, don't wear it like a, a nice watch or some jewellery or something. It just wouldn't what you do. Now it's different. But I was actually somewhere else, which was a more affluent area, mm. a peaceful area, with a few friends of mine. And so my guard was down a little bit. Mm. You know, I wasn't necessarily looking for trouble, where, or not for trouble, looking out for trouble where mm. I would have been in my area. Mm. And it was a situation where I was with three, three or f- maybe four friends sitting on a wall. And we saw these two... Two lads coming up. They were probably we were, we were about sixteen. They were probably eighteen or twenty. They were older, mm. and they came and spoke to this this fellow who I knew, but I, I wasn't a good friends of him. And he was from over this uh, over North London somewhere. Mm. 
But he was a little bit of a... He was running with some people that were, you know, of that kind of way of life, that street road life, you know, that kind mm. of... And he come up they like this, they spread each other, yeah, yeah. And I thought I thought he was buying some, some weed or something. I thought he'd phoned him up, he's buying some weed. I didn't really pay any attention to it. <clears throat> Excuse me, they walked walked away. Mm. I thought just to serve up or something, I don't know. And then they come and spoke to the other one that's here. And all of a sudden he run. Two two more came over. And he run. And as I looked to my friend this side, he's gone and there's two more. I was like, oh shit. I re- coming in twos. They're not going to walk down six of them. Mm. They're going to walk from different directions. So they're not, you know, what do they call it? Like um, loitering or, or whatever it is. You know, mm. They're not going to get attention from the police. And then they all run off. And I'm not really someone, I wasn't expecting it. Um, and my sort of avenues to, I'm not really someone who, who would necessarily look to, to run for, you know, it's not really in my nature. I should, I, I would do now if I saw anything, you know, weapons-wise, definitely, if I had the chance. And then I had six six of them on me. And uh, it was the classic line of, what well, you got for me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> mm. And he had a jacket on. And the point of the knife was where the pocket is, you know, just a little tip. Mm. And he started prodding me with it. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Look. And then... There was one standing in the road looking about and then one lifted his shirt up and just showed me what he had. Mm. Great big knife like that. I was like, well, fellas, look, all I've got is this, my phone. I don't care anything else. That's yours. Don't want no problems. Mm. It's yours. I just took it. Boom. Didn't say nothing. They weren't. They, it was a weird situation. They weren't even particularly rude. Mm. I think they were just sort of, maybe they were a little bit taken aback by my sort of calmness about it, but mm. it's the only way that I could react to that, that state. I can't fight. I could do, but how many? Six of them. Mm. What good is that? And it's not worth it. It's a phone. Mm. It was a nice phone. It was a little one of the first little colour flip phone things, but, mm. you know, it's a phone. Mm. And they literally just took it, jogged off down the road, and that was it. Sometimes, in those types of, types of situations, the person who's rubbing you, they just want to stab you anyway. Yeah. And it's like, they, even if yeah. you give them everything, they're just going to stab you anyway because that's what they really I wanted to do. I was thinking that. Trust me, I was thinking mm. that. But luckily for me on that day, there was at least two knives there mm. because I saw them and I felt one of them. Mm. They weren't there just to stab someone. They mm. were there to... Yeah, and you know, fair play to them. They took what they wanted. They pissed off. Mm. Um, that did happen. Like, Wolfenstein went through a little period where there was a... People getting stabbed. There was a, there was a sad case where a young boy, 14-year-old, he wasn't. He wasn't any sort of affiliated with any gangs or anything like that. They decided they're going to mug him, like you said. They took his stuff, stabbed him. Mm. A kid. Yeah. And they were older than him as well. And they stabbed him. He's dead. Yeah. Another boy they chased, trying to stab him. Because he just didn't fit in. He was studious. Mm. They chased him. He ran in front of a bus. Mm. And it's. Yeah. It's um. It's sad. Yeah, when I was in school, probably about 20 of my friends got stabbed. One of them got killed. Um, like they, It was just like a big group of guys in their 20s. He was only like 15. And yeah, they um, stabbed him like numerous times. I don't, I don't even know how many times. But yeah, they, they left him for dead. 
but yeah, that's that's how it's it's just crazy, man. It's it's it's. I think there's something. There's a certain element of society that are just on the darkest side of it, like where it's like they they don't like they're not they don't even care if you gave them everything, they'd still want to kill you, and it's like yeah. they just want to kill you. They and there's something. It's like they've got such anger inside of them, mm-hmm. that, and they just they're looking to unleash it on whoever. And um, yeah, it's just so that's so when when you say things like um, they just took it and it was gone on some level, it is luck. It is like it could have been a lot worse. Like that was like and I, and quite I, favorable. I, I felt that outcome. at the time. Mm. Of course, I was relieved. You know, I'm mm. not like I say. I've got I'm no illusions that I'm this or I'm that. I'm. I just I, I was fortunate. Mm. Um, yeah. I didn't get the chance to get away. I'm not really. I'm not really someone who runs anyway, mm. you know what I mean? That's not sometimes really. that can make it worse, like trying to run, then yeah, they catch you. You can stab in the back, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. like better just, you just... They'll just mm. stripe you up or something just to... Uh, some of it is just that they were probably a little firm making money out of it. Mm. Other people, I find, are doing it as, as like rite of passage. Yeah, trying to get some straps. Yeah. Like, oh, I've done this. I've yeah. done, and then there was, there was another thing right where I was living... Well, where young boys, I mean, talking 17, 18 year old mm. boys, but they're not really men. You know, you're not mature at that age. Mm. One gets stabbed and killed. So they go back and stab another one and kill him. Mm. And they come back and stab that one. And they stabbed him with a sword. They disemboweled him mm. in the street. Right. And it just, I don't know. It's crazy. I, I, I I, I, what the solution to it is, I, I, I'm not sure because it's it's a mixture of it's a mixture of different things. There's not one thing that's going to particularly solve it because some of them come from they don't come from single parent families. Mm. Some of I've known people that um that come from good homes. Mum mm. and dad have a good job. Mm. Maybe they're not always a, 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 a only child, but they're quite spoiled. Mm. Um, and then they get into different things. They get into to drugs, and and that which leads on to other things, and then they end up bringing up absolute chaos to their family. And I don't know why. So there's like, I think there's this scale where you've, if you've got nothing, mm. and it feels like you've got no hope, mm. some people turn to this kind of life. And sometimes if you've got seemingly everything and you don't have to put in any effort or you've got no struggle or adversity, that can also make you go off the mm. off the rails. Mm. So that's a, it's a strange thing, particularly in, in boys, young teenage boys and young men. From like the experiences I've had and some of the stuff you've just said, mm-hmm. um, it makes me think that maybe humans or like maybe men but maybe just humans in general um they have that that potential like everyone has that potential to go all the way on the like like proper indulging their negative thoughts Mm -hmm. and to i don't know to proper indulge in the anger to go as far as it can go and the question is since everyone can do that how do we prevent people from doing that but also it's um it's like what bring somebody from the point of being somewhat normal or somewhat like, but more balanced 
to go all the way onto that end. What what causes that? What makes somebody do that? And it might not be, as you said, might not be the the sick the parents. It might not be not anything like that. It might no. be, um, I don't know. Purely, maybe it was just um, what do they call it? Um, when uh, you know when you do something and you get a reward for it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what there's a term for it, but oh, I can't. The Pavlovian response. For yeah, something Pavlov's like Pavlov's dog. Mm. Yeah, where it's like you you uh, so maybe the first time they beat someone up they got a bit of social clout like oh yeah, yeah well done yeah, like, yeah and then the second time they stab someone now everyone's a bit like oh like, said, yeah. yeah credits yeah and then before you know it it's like they've re- they've worked out that this is how they get respect or mm. this is how they feel like something like nothing else feels like anything but this makes them feel like something yeah and so that's that that makes me think it's that's something about being a human that if you're not if you're not um, getting the results you want from the good side, you will turn to the bad side, sort yeah, of thing. On occasion, and yes, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if there is a solution to it. I just know that it's it's an issue that has it's been it's, it's I imagine it's still the same now. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's gotten worse or if it's gotten better, but I don't, I don't think so. I mean, life has always been violent mm. uh, at different times unfair mm. uh, yeah just you've only got to look like I said again about history you've only got to look back at you, you do get periods of peace and then you know I, I suppose people are after the first world war they never expected to be going into the second world war mm. and to be seeing the horrors that they saw mm. And the, dis- the disruption that was caused afterwards with the um, different communist and, and different tyrannical regimes that, that raised up as a result of, you know, people in the 30s were just probably just like, yeah, the roaring 20s in the 30s, they were living a, some people were living a good life. Mm. But obviously, I think as well with, as things are now, particularly with, what we've just been through with all these lockdowns mm. and stuff like that, there's been quite a large section, I think, of society that's been saying, I'm all right, Jack. I got my money. I didn't, you know. I'm not saying that there's anything, it's not their fault necessarily, but I think when people stop realising that, you know, sometimes other, other people are not mm. necessarily all right. Maybe they're getting screwed over. Mm. Maybe... You know, you might be okay because you work for a big company, but what about someone who has a private business or works in a line of work where, you know, they just lost their job? Mm. You know, this is what you're seeing now. Mm. A lot of different things come up where you get civil unrest. And I I think even at the moment it can be uh, touch and go Mm. with, you know, like you were saying about the old zombie zombie apocalypse. Mm. I was talking to someone about something similar to this um, yeah. recently. They were saying about, um, th- I don't think this episode has dropped yet. It's going to drop soon. But mm-hmm. by the time this one drops, then people would have seen it. But yeah. it was basically talking about like the public healthcare versus a private healthcare. Mm-hmm. And um, it seemed as though the public uh, healthcare, the idea is that we should care about each other. And when one person is doing well, yeah, they should help the person who's not doing well, sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, by force, pretty much, like by mon- the money just taken from them 
like like with like they have no choice about it basically yeah. it's like there's certain percentage gets taken out of their taxpayer money and then it goes to the people who can't basically um and then um the argument for the private would be that um you you kind of have to look after yourself in it yeah i and mean there's two i mean if somebody if you is that too loud no no it's perfect <laughs> if if somebody earns say 100k mm. a year and they pay and, and it's like a salary from a company and they pay i mean what would, what would that be is that the that'd be the 40 percent? i think so yeah. i don't know i've not looked into it for a while but 40 percent of their wage is double the amount which someone at a lower end wage earns in total mm. so if you just go and buy statistics and percentages they are they're contributing just as much as their overall mm. now when it comes to different things like tax loops and corporations and stuff like that I don't fully understand it. Mm. Um, there's obviously some things going on there when you have companies that, mm. you know, they often, and, and to an extent, I don't really mind, but my problem comes when people do things like this, they send their money offshore, mm. and then they start acting virtuous. Mm. Companies, politicians, mm. political figures, uh, celebrities, you know, that that's what... Where I think is 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 a bit of a mm. that's not that's not fair, but yeah, we've I mean someone is contributing if they're paying, you know they're paying a higher percentage. Yeah, and if course. they work for a company, they have to pay their tax, obviously. Mm. Yeah, and then you have to look at what is the difference or what what is the percentage of people that can't work, mm. and then those that won't work. Mm. This is another difference. Yeah, we kind of touched on this as well. I I was saying that I imagine maybe only like 2% of people actually can't work and need to be looked after. And maybe like 30 or 40% of people don't want to work in it and they'll just do what they have to do. Yeah, I mean, we're we're animals at the end of the Mm. day. And and as the phrase is, water takes the path of least resistance. Mm. If you can be fed, you know, we domesticated wolves by feeding them. Mm. So those wolves that became domesticated Mm. became dogs. We threw them a bone gave them scraps, mm. you know, and that's, I think that's what the government does to a degree. It's always going to want that kind of, um, how to put it, Re- the reliance of someone maybe on the government to, mm. to, to ensure a vote or support or something like that, you know, to be, um, and people are going, if, if something is, for free and they can get it easily some people some people will will do that mm. you know can you blame them i don't know do you lean on the side of we should be more humanitarian or we should help everybody sort of thing or do you lean on the side of you should pull your bootstraps up sort of thing and get yourself together it's a mixture of both mm. i think you know i think as a as a country say for example with the nhs Mm. Everyone's going to have their pros and cons of what it is. Um, in terms of like emergency services, life-saving treatment, that kind of, I, I, you probably couldn't because England is a fairly small country and it's very well. I think it is the most funded national health service, isn't it, in the world? I wouldn't be surprised. I think it is. Mm. I'm not sure per capita. Maybe you might have some places, some of these little, you know, places like these Benny Lux countries, like. 
Belgium, Switzerland or something, right. or, or, or Luxembourg or one of these. But I think, and obviously like any kind of um, huge body or corporation, there's going to be a lot of waste mm. in it. And that normally, and it's not just the NHS, it comes with any big company. You know, we, we've worked for big companies, mm. even at the same, we work together. Yeah. And in any any firm, there's always these, ends up being this excess of middle managers mm. and these people that buzz around all over the place not really doing much mm. getting paid good salaries mm. more than um, the workers yeah and i mean don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not a communist or anything like that i'm, I'm mm. far from it I, I don't i don't believe in subscribing to any uh, sort of um ideology like mm. that but there's obviously a lot of waste mm. in it. Some of that has come into sharp focus in the last couple of years. Um, but it, sh- it should be. That. And I think, to be honest, I think Britain, England in particular, I think we do well. I think compared to a lot of other places, it is very welcoming. Mm. Um, if it wasn't a good place, people wouldn't want to come here. Yeah, I think it's probably the best country. That's what I, I think. I think you're right. Mm. Um, America was. Mm. America was for quite a while. But, um, yeah, we're different because we, we are just one small little country. America is a, is a basically a series of countries mm. or states. Yeah, but they're all giant. and Yeah, and they're all mm. very, they're very different. I mean, I, I've only ever been to um, New York mm. myself, which is... I don't know, it just seems different to the rest of America anyway. Mm. Um, but I think in England, I think we are generous. I think we're too generous mm. a lot of the time. And I think that we, we have our flaws. We've had our flaws. Mm. Um, but I, what I don't understand is people that constantly want to put the country down. Mm. It doesn't really make sense mm. to me. Because it's like, um, yeah. I, I liken it to um, you've got these kids that are overly spoiled yeah. and they hate their parents. And it's yes. like, they've given you everything. Yes. Like, why do you, why do you hate them so much? Yes. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not respecting it, you can't really expect anyone else to mm. either. So to me, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a strange time in, you know, you've got people that, people that want to come here. They want to better th- themselves. Mm. They want to better their lives. It's not necessarily their fault. Mm. Um, different things that happen where they come from. And a lot of things have happened because of governments here and in America mm. decided to spin the map, drop a pin in it and say, ah, they're next. You know, that kind of thing. Mm. But I think overall... British people, and it doesn't just mean white, that means anyone who, who, who considers themselves. I think if you here, mm. you consider yourself British, mm. you want, you know, you're positive, you, you want to contribute to society and, and make it a better place, then that's what it should be about. Mm. Um, to say um, you want to contribute to society and make it a better place, yeah. Is subject to be like interpreted in loads of different ways. Okay. So me personally, I don't care if someone like wants to 
make it a better place. I just care if they want to follow the rules of it and play the game the way yeah. that it's played here. Yeah, it's I like, mean, that ultimately does mm. progress to it being, mm. you know... Yeah, that's what I think. Because the, it's, the betterment of the society mm. over time. Yeah. Because we do have um, rules that, have, that obviously worked. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't work, mm. you know. Um, there's a lot of things with the current government and past governments and sort of perspective or... or Opposing governments that now, I mean, I. For me, I don't feel that there's any sort of for for my kind of view of of balance and and fairness. This doesn't seem to be maybe represented. I'm not sure. Mm. So, yeah, I think a lot of people feel that that they feel like disconnected to the lawmakers, sort of thing, isn't it? Of course. So it's 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 like it's it's strange. Like who actually who is that? Who actually feels connected to it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you obviously. Where does the disconnect come in? I mean, you obviously need people that are educated mm. to run the country. Mm. You need people that know about infrastructure, people that know about um, the economy. Mm. They know about all kinds of different. You need people from all kinds of different backgrounds specializing. Um, but that sort of disconnect where people, I suppose, it, I mean, it may be, and I, I'm, like I say, I'm not anti-money um, or anti but that kind of elitist mm. angle is just not cutting it with some people, mm. a lot of people. And unfortunately, you get the other side, if you go to opposing governments or more left they, they try and make um, take advantage of it and just say oh, the answer to everything communism mm. socialism it's not yeah because it doesn't work no we know that mm. but why is your only answer to everything to burn it all it's not the point mm. you know you can maybe change a few people around. What it works to mm. a degree you know there's, it's obviously not perfect mm. and but where else works better it's like I don't think there is yeah, anywhere is that works better so it's, it's like yeah we can make it slightly better but yeah. we should also appreciate how good it actually is as well yeah mm. which is i don't think people realize um english people mainly and and anyone really but where are you going to go mm. if you talk it down that much and mm. you just want to pull it down destroy it blah 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 you want to let everybody else wreck it you want to let foreign governments have influence over it whatever you want to do mm. where are you going to go there's nowhere to go. I don't think there mm. is. Because no. even places in Europe, they're not as accepting as we are. Mm. They're not as kind as we are. They're not as, you know, and not, I'm not gen trying to generalise whole populations, but they're not as accepting of foreign people. They're not. As, they're not. Yeah. They're simply not. Mm. And probably here and in America as well, because they had that whole thing of America of, you know, if you go there, the flag and the being the American, being an American mm. is what matters. Mm. And I think you need that kind of common sort of drive, you know, that, that sort of everyone pulling in the same mm. direction, um, which means cultures have to adapt, mm. both, both English and foreign, to be honest, but I think you should only take the good and strong. You shouldn't overpower one mm. with some rubbish that we've 
we've overcome 500 years ago. Mm. It, that's that's not that's not the way. But where you can improve it, you improve it, and where you can change things up, mm. you change things up. So you mentioned earlier, you said something. I can't remember what the term was. Maybe you can remind me. You said something like, um, "I'm good, Jack," or something like that. I'm all right, Jack. I'm all right, Jack. So that type of um, like sentiment, I the impression <laughs> I get from it is basically that um, somebody would be they're just focused on what they're on. They they don't care about whatever if all other struggles that other people are having. They only really focus. They care about their struggles and they want to do well themselves. Do you feel like that's there's something inherently wrong with that? No, not the the way I the way I was terming it was in terms of what happened with lockdowns oh. and restrictions, mm. like the aftermath of it. Some people got paid to sit at home. Mm. Some people had a good time out of it. A lot of people had a good time out of it. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not envious of them, but there's a mm. lot of people that didn't, mm. and a lot of people's businesses went under. A yeah, lot of, of things course. happened. Yeah, and I think it was an attack on private businesses it is to an extent mm. um i think that there seems to be some sort of problem with private ownership mm. of things i mean like you were saying about health private health so if you you know you, you've got a decent job you're still paying your tax you're paying your, your tax and your ni and say you decide you decide to take out a private health policy mm. an insurance policy um you're you're young, you're fit, it'll be reasonable in price. Mm. But it gives you that option that should something, God forbid, you know, mm. happens to anyone who's got one of those policies, that they, they've got an option to not have to wait six months before they get a scan. Yeah. Um, or eight months to see a doctor. Mm. Yeah, and it could be the difference between life and death. And I'm not, I, I understand, but not everyone else could, but again, it's the crabs in the bucket mm. mentality. Yeah. It's like just because somebody be, can doesn't yeah. mean that doesn't nobody mean that, should. And it also doesn't mm. mean that you're you're always not going to be able to. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It's just, this is where you are now at this, this moment in time. Mm. And I know, I could, obviously, by the pictures, you're a fan of Jordan Peterson. But, like, yeah. what is his phrase? He's, he says, um, don't, what is it? Don't compare yourself, don't compare yourself to someone else today. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And this is what people don't do. Mm. comes back to again is the why has he got that mm. why haven't i got that mm. i just say how how did they get it mm. is it for you maybe it's not mm. maybe you don't want to put in the, the the time the effort and that's not to say that you're necessarily lazy you might just be lost mm. at this moment in time or you have a different a different journey like your journey is just different something priorities else. Mm. different priorities um or maybe you are lazy maybe maybe you do choose the, you know the path of least resistance all mm. the time because there are people like that mm. we all know we all of us have we're friends with them we've got relatives that are like it mm. you know I, you love them you care for them but you still it's still there's only so much you can you can do for people i think mm. because unless somebody wants to help themselves it doesn't matter what you do mm. it's all going to be your effort and nothing coming from them and mm. it's never going to work mm. you know it's just it's just not going to work yeah and i think it's good that we have this all these different things in place these foul safes these safety nets and they're there i mean people say oh why, why are there food banks you know what? i'm pleased there's food banks that if people need food they can get food mm. 
Why do you not look at it that way? Honestly. Who who is that paid for by taxpayers? Yeah, it's probably a lot of these things I think are run by different private companies that will get the contract and they'll get tax you know, relief for it. Yeah, probably. Mm. They make a little bit. People have got to make money out of things. Yeah. People have got to eat as well. Mm. Otherwise, they'll be queuing up for their own food. It'll be some sort of vicious mm. cycle, wouldn't it? I like the idea of you getting tax relief for doing good things. Because yeah. if, you, if you have to pay, let's say, 40% of your wages, mm-hmm. is there a way that you can keep 20% of that and use it on the things that you can actually see it being done? So like, philan- philanthropy. Yeah, but so. in, in terms of, I don't know, let's say you sponsor, you... you hold a food bank or something yeah and it costs you 20 percent of your wages you shouldn't now have to still pay 40 percent no I'm, should, that I'm, should really give you some sort of relief at least i'm pretty sure that there are different things in place mm. like i say i'm not okay and up to scratch with all the tax laws and stuff like that um there are obviously things in place but you could do it i mean the line then becomes what are you doing it for for a tax relief you're, yeah. you're helping people I suppose you're, so Yeah yeah mm, yeah But I you're mean, also there, there must be It must be something Otherwise mm. people wouldn't do it Would they mm. But My Concept was that Why do people say Again oh, it's, it's, it's not a shame that we It's it's a shame that Some people at this moment in time Maybe have to use them But at least we've got them there mm. That people can Eat What would you rather Just take them away mm. And then say to them what Go through the bins for the stuff and say, I don't understand it mm. I know it's not ideal mm. And I know that um, it's not always fair But li- life isn't mm. fair You know Like I said before Life is going to Always Throw something at you When you least expect it And least need it I, I had a conversation With someone The other day um, uh, Regarding You know the addiction One that we mm-hmm. had, And um, There was a particular part of it Where we was talking about Should you give people money On the street That are asking for money Yeah And um, One of my points against giving the money was basically that we live in a place where you can get you can get benefits why not why why do i have to give the money that i'm working for to somebody that can just get benefits yeah it's like we live in a and i'm i'm paying for that on some level anyway yeah um as as is every other taxpayer yeah they're paying for the option of benefits for the public or whatever Mm -hmm. so um it, it made me think that if they don't collect benefits there's two options. Either they don't collect benefits because I don't know why they they wouldn't. Maybe they they're not entitled to it or something. Maybe something like that. Or and the only reason they would not be entitled to it is if they're not a citizen. Yeah. Um. Another thing would be that um they do collect benefits, but they're spending it and they want more money. And then it's like, well, why should that cop be on my back? Surely <laughs> they should like do some more yeah. work or something. What do you think about that? That might be well, a bit harsh, but no, I mean. It, it all depends on it's one of those it's a human nature thing you know again like it's should you give money no because you know what they're going to do with it you know and for me I don't give it like I don't I wouldn't say no in terms of like I'll get away from you I'd say look Mm. I don't necessarily want to be the person that gave you that couple of quid that put you to sleep for good Mm. you know I don't really want that on my conscience necessarily um I've had a lot of experience with um, homeless people mm. where I've worked before. I used to, I, I was working in in the city as a, as a concierge and like security kind of work. Okay. Um, in places where we had public access but private ownership, so 
anyone can walk through, but you can't plot up and start, you know, mm. shooting up heroin or smoking crack mm. in, in 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 a kid's playground, mm. which people will do, or huffing gas, putting the gas in the balloons, and you've got like forty kids around, you, you know, mm. that sort of experience we're dealing with with them. Um, and there's probably. It depends. I mean, if you see someone regularly and you have a little conversation with them and like, oh, can you give me like a couple of, you know, okay, like, please promise me, blah, blah, blah. But if it's someone, because some of them are aggressive with it as well. I mean, I, I remember there was one particular uh, fella. He was, I, I had my head, uh, one, one of my headphones in. I only normally keep one in or something like that. Mm. And I could sort of, Here's someone walking up on me, and it was early in the morning, probably like six, something like that, and city's pretty much dead at that point. So I'm sort of keeping an eye, and he's getting, I see he's trying to say something, so I stop, and I sort of look round, like I would anybody that's, you're encroaching on my space. Mm. You know, I didn't choose to necessarily talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're very wild-eyed. You're very intense at the moment. You're coming with, to me with an energy that is not suitable I know you've probably been up for like two days or something, but I haven't. I've mm. got, like you say, I've got a, a job to go to. Mm. I've got a 12-hour shift to do. I've probably, I've just done maybe four, five, 12-hour shifts. I'm not necessarily in the mood mm. for this. But, you know, I, I was polite enough and I acknowledged him. I was getting closer to where I have to get into work, but I don't necessarily want to see, let him see where I'm going to get to work because mm. I don't want him hanging around there every day. Mm. Um, And he gives me this story about, Oh, I remember he's, he, he had an Italian accent and he said, oh, what is it? Brother, I used to work in a kitchen and da, da, da. And he's giving me all of this mm. spiel about, and he's telling me about how he lost his job and blah. blah. So it's just, it's a spiel. It's a, it's a script. Mm. Which, no, fair enough. He's doing what he's got to do. He's putting a bit of uh, work into it. That he, And I said, that's what I said, brother, what do you want? I said, I've got about three quid on me. I said, I'll give you that. Oh, thank you so much. And this and that. I said to him, look, just, just, please, just try today to, you know, for me, try to help yourself, please. Mm. And he started getting teared up, and he started crying. And so he went on his way. I didn't see him again, not for a while anyway. And then a friend of mine worked in the same place, different sort of shifts, and he was... I told him about the situation and we, we both know we both knew the person. We'd seen mm. him about you know, and they've got that very determined like they're determined to get what they need that day and they're mm. head first everywhere like that, marching around. And he said he was going home to the train station and mm. the same fella was with another bloke, a little bit drunk now. But they're on I think heroin mm. was his thing. It was. And he, he asked a woman, quite a smartly dressed woman. In her 50s, my friend was saying, oh, can you give me that? And she said, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have anything. Mm. And he starts saying to her, you fucking C-U-N-T. Really aggressive. Mm. And the woman's startled by this. You know, the same fella, he's crying to me, mm. but now hurt. And he, he threatened to rape, rape her. You are, I'm going to do this, I'm going to... And he, he's walking towards her. Mm. So now my friend sees this. He's working in security there. He said, well, you ain't going to do nothing. And he come up to him. So pushed him. That said, get away from me. 
I'm not messing around. Get mm. away. He come again. He pushed him or kicked him back. Didn't kick him, but pushed him back. Mm. Hits the floor. Oh. His friend's begging, please. He, he, he's drunk. He's had too much to drink. Please, 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 please. Mm. And my friend said to him, you don't talk to people like that. Mm. I'll catch you doing it again. You know, I'm going to, I'll hurt you. Mm. Simple as that. And he said to the woman, you okay? She was upset. And he walked with her to the station. Uh, because he was going that way anyway. He just mm. walked with her. I said, I'll walk with you. So she said, thank you very much, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this fella disappeared for a little while. And one morning, the same friend I was talking about came to me and said, can you give me a hand? Mm. Said, okay. He said, we've got someone in the gardens, which is where all the kids go and stuff like that. Mm. And it's, all, it's quite a nice sunny morning. It's a Sunday. There's all kids in there. And he's there. OD'd frothing at the mouth, laying on his back. Mm. And so we, we go there and I said, he's breathing because I can see he's, he's making noises and like that. but he's out of it. He's, he's turned him in. Someone was saying about giving some woman, again, someone mm. who doesn't know. This is what happens. People don't see necessarily the whole picture of it. You've always got to try and think, okay, well, then what was, what was the picture? Where, what are the pieces that go into place before we arrive here? Mm. She said, oh, you should give him mouth to mouth. I said, he's, he's breathing for one. He doesn't need mouth to mouth. Mm. doesn't need resuscitation. Mm. And put him in recovery. I said, if you want to put your mouth on his mouth, go for it. I'm not <laughs> stopping you. So I turned him over. I'm still doing a, mm. a, a duty of care, you know? Turned him over. His airways are clear. He's, he, he's breathing, but he's, he's not looking good. Mm. And... We call the ambulance. They're on their way already. I have to go and flag them down to bring them into the estate kind of thing. Mm. And I start telling her, it's this chap, blah, blah, blah. I describe him. She goes, ah, oh, okay. Mm. As soon as she turns the corner, I can't remember what his name was, like Frank or John or whatever his name was. Oh, come on, John, get up. We've got to go again. Come on. I said, you know him? She said, yeah. She mm. said, he just got, he got out yesterday from rehab. Mm. So where do you start? there with in terms of giving money giving money mm. because did my three pounds facilitate this habit you know did it build up to the fact that he threatened to violently rape a, an innocent woman for not mm. giving him money and calling her you know and and he would have he would have attacked my friend if he'd have let him mm. he would have regretted it but he would have done mm. and now he's OD'd in front of a load of kids because and even now, I'm still not judging what he's been through. Mm. I'm not judging that at all. Because maybe I couldn't handle what he's been through. Mm. I don't know. I'm not him. Mm. But when does... I think the question is for me sometimes, when does adversity become excuse? Mm. That's one thing I was thinking about, especially in the last couple of years, because we've, we've all had plenty of shit thrown our way. Mm. Some people haven't, like I said, but... We've all had testing times that, you know, we could have done without. Mm. But what do we do? I find if you if you dwell on it, the negative, and it's happened to me, and I've caught, I catch myself doing it sometimes, you spiral. Mm. And you'll spiral and you'll do less and less. You'll become less sociable. You'll become less engaged. You'll become less energetic, less involved. Mm. You won't exercise. You won't go out as much catch this now I think maybe sometimes if I was someone that relied on substances maybe I'd be in big trouble mm. just lucky that I didn't 
lucky I never went that way. Mm. So, and what happened with this chap, which happens to a lot of people in particular, they're bang on it. They're, they're terrible. They're, they're, they're taking loads and loads of gear before they go in. They finally have some, usually some sort of confrontation like with the woman, mm. some outburst. They get reckless with it. They steal more. They do more. They get more brazen. And then they get nicked. They get arrested. They either go prison or maybe they go to rehab, detox. And the paramedic said to me, what, what he's done, he's come out of uh, rehab yesterday. Mm. He's gone, hit the street again, looking at the score. He's gone to the whoever he goes to before. And he's come out and bought and taken the same amount of gear that he was on before he went in. Mm. But he's not used to that now. Mm. He's been maybe, he could be a month off of it. Mm. But his tolerance has now dropped. But he's taken the same amount he was on mm. when he was at his worst. Mm. And that's what a lot of them do. They come out and then take, they come out of prison. Um, I know my brothers had a friend years ago that did it. Went to prison, came out, got some potent stuff and killed himself. Mm. Um, maybe he did a year in there. Came out and, and OD'd. Mm. And he had a kid. And, and it's just, imagine, I, 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 I can't fathom being clean for a year. And this is not like, I mean, now I've... It's everywhere in, in, in prison. Like Everyone can get hold of this, that. Mm. You know, the screws will always get people stuff. Whatever they want, basically. But back back then, this is like in the 80s, it was a little... It was still doable, I think, but it was a lot... It, it wasn't as maybe corrupt. or the, I think prison guards weren't as scared as the inmates as they are now. Mm. You know. But again, that's what someone had a tolerance, got clean, came back and thought they could do the same... Yeah. They were doing when they were at their peak and it just doesn't work. And then mm. Bosch, they go, and I never saw that fellow again. So whether he, he lived or not, I'm not sure. But there's, there's so many sides to it. Um, we used to have, an, but then saying that, we used to have another fellow there that used to sit with a dog, mm. a staff. Um, I'm not bothered by dogs. I've had dogs all my life. You know, mm. I've got a Rottweiler. It doesn't, I'm not bothered by people's dogs. I'm not saying it from like, oh, I'm, I'm a hard time, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm used to them. Yeah. So I'm not phased by them necessarily. I don't act skittish around them. I don't act nervous around dogs. Mm. And this fella started plotting up outside one of our units and didn't really pay attention to him much at first. And he was asked to move on a couple of times, which you're perfectly in, within your right to do. Um, and I noticed a couple, the dog would growl at the security. Mm. And I wasn't, Working as security, I was work. I was front of house, mm. but um, I noticed one day I walked past and I watched him and I watched him do something to the dog's side and the dog growled at me. I said to him, "Don't do that again. Trust me, don't do that again. Don't." Let and I just told him what the situation was. You know, I've not, I hadn't done anything to him. I hadn't asked him to move on. I wasn't engaging with him, but it was like you don't need to, don't make sort of. What they say, like idle threats, mm. for no reason. Mm. And you know what? In the end, with that chap, he was peaceful. He did a little bit of begging and whatnot, but he wasn't pushy. Mm. He would sit there. They have the dog because the dog makes it more. Um, you feel more so. Yeah, the yeah. dog. You know, he's just mm. doing his whatever he's doing. I, I'm not. I'm not going to come and and, you know. And like my friend said, he said, you know what? He's there. He doesn't cause a problem when he's there. 
the other ones are not there and they cause problems. So for us, it's like, he's almost like a, a, there's a small benefit to it, you know, because mm. that's his patch mm. and he doesn't cause us no shit. So let's just keep it. Okay, fair enough. And in Christmas time, I went and got him a little bit, you know, got him something for the dog, got him a little, couple of little beers and I, I give him a little bit of money, not a lot. And just some, like a like a goodie bag thing, you know what I mean? And mm. he was he was over the moon with it. He's like, oh, brother, thank you very much. That's made my day. And that's a different relationship. So I don't think you can blanket mm. the whole thing as, because they're not, not all the same, but mm. people need to realise it's like, they say about maybe a housing crisis, this and that. It's not, you could give, a lot of these people a house, a job, a car, 20 grand in the bank. Within a year, they're back on the street. Mm. Within six months, they're back on the street. Because Said it all. Yeah, because, it, and it's not just the addiction. It is underlying mental issues, and we don't all deal with them in the same way. Mm. You may have had a hard day at work. You may have had a stressful day, whatever. You might come home, you might go to the gym, you might, whatever, you might play some Xbox, play some, whatever you want to do just to relax. Some people have a smoke. Mm. You might have a drink. You might have yourself a little brandy or a whiskey and say, that's better, mm. yeah? But you say, that's enough. Yeah. Some people don't. Mm. They have that brandy and then, and then they have the bottle. Mm. And then that becomes a thing. And next thing you know, their life is falling apart because they can't stop mm. at one or every couple of days or just the weekend mm. or... And some people will lose it all. Mm. And it, it, the concept of addiction isn't just drugs. Mm. It could be anything. Yeah, It can be absolutely anything. I think the question just becomes, whose responsibility is it to deal with that? Sorry. Is it, is it your fellow human? Is it someone else who should come and deal, <laughs> fix that for you? Or is it down to the individual to fix it for themselves Initi on their own journey? It, yes, initially, yes. Initially, yes. It should be the fellow uh, fun human. Yeah, no, fundamentally, you should, uh, res you're responsible for what's between your ears. Mm. And like I said, it's uh, not, not all of us are capable. Some people don't have the same software or the same hardware, or whatever. Mm. And, you know, maybe they were dealt a shit hand at the start and maybe they have mental issues. Um, and maybe some, again, adversity becomes excuse and rather than address the problems they use them as leverage mm. to maybe for, for sympathy mm. for it, it wouldn't it wouldn't interest me living a lifestyle of um say like benefits necessarily mm. um because and I'm not saying that, that, that you know, God, the, God forbid, there may come a time when you never know what's going to happen, and mm. you may need. We always may need help, mm. all of us. But the concept of being paid to to do nothing necessarily, mm. or just by to, choice just as well. Be, yeah, I don't understand it. Mm. Um, I'm not necessarily. I'm not judging, mm. but I definitely wouldn't have someone say to me to become confrontational with me if they're living that lifestyle mm. and they try and, you know, be confrontational with me and tell me, I'm, I'm no, I'm going to argue. Mm. I'm saying, no, I don't, I don't agree with it. Mm. Everyone's got to do what they've got to do. But, and I think that it, that becomes part of the cycle of you're going to feel 
you're going to feel less useful. You're going to feel guilty to some extent. You're going to feel like you've got no purpose. Mm. Um, and I don't think it's healthy. Mm. Not if you're healthy and capable. I think you should just try and do something to contribute, keep mm. yourself occupied. Because we, and we all go through stages, we, like I say, we never know. Mm. God forbid something could happen, we, we don't know. Mm. And we're all, all going to have times, we can't be strong all the time, all of us, because it would be pointless mm. if we were all strong all the time. You know, within a family dynamic, a uh, relationship dynamic, you know you have that sort of balance of with you, if it's your girlfriend or your wife, mm. you have that, it's a team mm. thing. Yeah, you know, someone was asking me about, oh, how, how long? Something like, how long have you known your wife? How long have you been married? And I told them, and they were like, oh, what's what's the secret? I said, listen, I've mm. I want to know what the secret is as well. <laughs> there isn't one, I don't think. It's just, it's someone that you're you're comfortable with, mm. that you're not pretending in front of. Mm. You know, you're not you're not you've not got a, a facade or like a pretense up. You've not like the woman doesn't have to put on makeup every day, mm. and the man doesn't have to do all these other kinds of things and, and pretend to be this and that. Just you just you can be yourself with, mm. and you can work as a, as a team. Mm. Find someone that you're that you're friends with, and you're both willing to put in the same amount of effort. Mm. It's going to vary as to like the the amounts of effort you're you're putting in, because like I said, we all have moments these fluxes, these mm. imbalances in, in what we're capable of. Mm. Um, I know I do. I mean, I have my plenty of drawbacks and weak moments. Mm. And I just never chose to, luckily for me, um, like I say, I'm not judgmental of people that necessarily abuse substances. Mm. doesn't mean I have to respect them. I don't have to respect what they do. But I'm not going to jump straight away to condemn them. Mm. And if someone is genuinely helping themselves and they've already made steps that you can see are positive, mm. but you can see there's just that little push or that little engagement or maybe even funding to some extent that they might need, I think you, that's when you can do it. Mm. But for people you don't necessarily know, like I said, I, I saw first, I watched it all play out with mm. one individual that I gave some money to, and I've given money to, you know, we all do, mm. different times. Um, I think I'm a little bit less compassionate than but, but yeah, the but average person. So I I never give money to anyone who asks me for money, and I find it a bit a bit annoying. Annoying, yeah, yeah. I understand, yeah. I, I, I go through times like that as well, and I know there's a hell of a lot of scammers out there as well. There mm. are a lot of genuine homeless people that are there, but again, it's because the concept that it's not like people talk about it like they're playing musical chairs with the houses mm. and these people just fell off the... No, no. These people, pro a lot of them come from... Mm. Some of them come from decent homes, but they've not necessarily got the help that they needed. Mm. They've already exhausted all of their avenues. Mm. And we all, we all have... We have family like that. We all do. We have friends like it. Mm. They've exhausted all of their avenues as to what their family and friends and siblings and stuff are willing to put up with and it gets to a point where maybe not permanently but for a while they have to be cut off mm. not 
completely, but you can't facilitate mm. that kind because it becomes like a like a black hole. I think that's a good point. So if if they've exhausted all of their avenues yeah. and now they're turning to me, a complete stranger, it's like, why should I help you? Like you're you've already you're, you're, all of your family have yeah. said that you've you've like, whatever, yeah, yeah whatever you've done you've stolen from them you've lied to them whatever you've done yeah. yeah where it's like you can't turn to anybody who actually knows you mm-hmm. and you've now got to turn to me a complete stranger it's like I've got my own issues I've yeah. got my own things I'm dealing with day to day and it's like I'm not where I need to be financially like I've got goals oh, and aspirations yeah. I can't afford to facilitate some yeah. some random person's addictions yeah and you, and you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't be expected to. So yeah, I thing. can't. Yeah, I, I, but I, but a lot of people have said that that's not the right way to look. Like they 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 expect people to be more compassionate than that. Yeah, but com- that's the thing. Compassion doesn't necessarily mean money. Mm. You know, mm. maybe. And I thought about it. I thought at times where I've had very low times. Mm. You know, um, some people don't get them. I have done. Streaming yeah, times, but sometimes it's like, okay, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking too much at me, mm. you know, and I know that it, things are not mentally good for me now, mm. but with time they will get better, mm. but maybe I can look somewhere else and maybe try and help someone else. Um, and there's times when you can't do it because like as much like monetarily there's also there's amount of energy you have spiritually mm. intellectually and um i think karmically that you can only you can't exhaust yourself of it you know mm. you, you've got i mean if you have a family you have kids i have a kid mm. he comes first mm. of course before everything mm. him my wife my family, mm. immediate family, and then, then you 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 prioritize people depending on, mm. you know how they, your trust, yeah, really your friends, your family. Beyond that, you you, you prioritize, um, that kind of bond you have. That there's some people you will, you'll always be there for, and there's people that have been there for you mm. when you're down, mm. um. To expect that of a stranger in the street, like I said, think about again. Think about the energy difference as well. Mm. Someone's cracked out and they're or they're, they're proper clucking for something, and they're just coming at you a hundred miles. And mm. what do they expect? Yeah, you know what do they expect? What I've noticed as well is there's like they're so quick to turn nasty if they don't get what they want. Like I said, and it's just like that was the example, and I've mm. had. That. Another one, we had, this geezer, had, he was in a wheelchair, one leg, the leg that he does have obviously sticking out to make it more evident. Mm. Um, again, I'm not judging from the start, he's making a big, big commotion outside a, a, sh- a shop on the site. So it's in the contract, we, we have to get involved in a way, and we say to him, look, stop bugging people, stop insulting people, mm. and... I'm pretty, he was he he was white, and he said one of the security guards went up there. He was black, Nigerian fella, mm. and he said to him, "Fuck off, you monkey! Go and climb a tree, mm. get a banana." I thought, what what what, what decade are we in? Mm. Where is this geezer coming from? And and the bloke 
in question, the security guard was the loveliest fella mm. you could ever meet, and a big man as well. Mm. And he did some cage fighting, capable. Mm. But he's this to him is like, you know, he's from Nigeria. This is water off a duck's back. He's not mm. listening to any of this bullshit. Mm. So we see this scenario play out, and this geezer's making so much fuss. Like he's got management out there. He's fuck, he's fuck, like really making a, a scene. And um, a woman randomly comes to the bloke, the homeless bloke, and gives him a banana. Mm. Like, as if to say to all of us, and this is the, the type of person you would expect. This is an, this is an English person, a woman, in, you know, smart, but she thought her deed, well, I'll show you lot, there you go. Mm. And I said to her, oh, thank you, the banana. I said, that must be the banana that he just told the black security guard to go and climb a tree and grab, thanks for getting it for him. Mm. And this woman was just, like, again, don't, as much as you say don't judge, mm. don't also, don't believe mm. everything you see when you're seeing it. When you don't know the full You've story. You've always got to see the background to mm. it. Now that to me, I mean, like I said, words are words, mm. I think, but that shows me your character. Yeah. I know you're a snake. Mm. If you're talking like that, mm. you know. You're, you're just mean, isn't it? You're a There's piece of shit. Yeah, yeah you really are. Mm. Uh, what I mean, I don't know, but th there's places... And people, if you say that to them, whether mm. you've got one leg or not, you're ending up upside down in that chair. Mm. And the way society is, you, you've been you've been racist, which is like now viewed as as you, it's viewed as like the worst thing you can do. Mm. You've got no excuse now. Mm. So he's just lucky that the person he said it to was professional, mm. was nice, was you know used to to, to bullshit. Mm. They work clubs and stuff like that. Mm. But that's just another example. Yeah. And again, and it's an example of someone interfering. And thinking they're doing the right thing, mm. which is maybe the same way of giving the money. What do you do? I don't know. Um, I listened to the episode. Was it was with what was it, what was the, the the last episode? The, the addiction one. Yeah. Um, with capital V. Yeah. Mm. And I and I I can see what he's saying, and I can mm. sympathise with what he's saying, and he genuinely wants to help, mm. but the help ain't with a few pennies and pounds here and there. It's like yeah. like he's saying he. he it does come from establishing, and I've seen some good things. I've seen people that live where I were, and there are a lot of rich people there, and they would go and they would go and run the soup kitchen. Mm. And it's not just it wasn't just a soup kitchen; it would give clothes, um, shoes, mm. different things like that, toiletries, different things they could use. There was probably even a needle exchange at one point, which you know I suppose you've got you've got to do it, but. Mm. Um, so there are there are good there are, there are good methods I think to use, but you're not going to solve it mm. because there's always going to be damaged people. Unfortunately, mm. there's always going to be damaged people, and there's going to be people that get to the edge and and or fall off and, and they don't come back. Mm. People that slip through the cracks, and it, it can happen to any of us. I think we always have to appreciate that fact. Mm. And to be charitable is good. I think it is part of, but um. It has to be constructed. Yeah, I like the idea of helping people that are doing their thing and they're going to make it work anyway with or without me. I'm giving them an extra leg up sort of thing. I know what you're saying, yeah. Like, yeah. So if I see someone working really hard and they're doing their thing, then yeah, I'll like do what I can to help them There's along their journey. already. Yeah. yeah. But if it's like they're just like, so I've known certain people or I've seen certain people, like local people that are asking for money and they've been doing it for like 10 years. It's yeah. like it's the same people doing the same things. And it's like, yeah. you're obviously not doing making any progression. I could have given you money 10 years ago, 
it wouldn't stop you still asking me for money today. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you just, so if I, if for example, I saw somebody ages ago, I don't know, doing, um, they started a new building company or something and they've, um, they've done a few bits here and there and then I'm seeing, yeah, they're getting a few, like they're getting a couple local people to do work for them or whatever. Yeah. They're basically just building something up. Then I'm more likely to say, okay, how can I help? Let me, um, I've got some jobs that you can do if you, I can help you like with that aspect. But I can't, I can't justify helping someone that I know ain't trying to help themselves. Yeah. It's like, it just seems like, it yeah. just seems like it's more about. And it's the, the demand of it as mm. well. That's another yeah. thing. It's and like, I think it's the person, there's something, there's something about the person who's giving it that just wants to pat on their back. Oh, I'm such a good person. Possibly. Yeah. Some, some people. Mm. It's like, yeah. yeah so, so the woman with the banana, it's like, as yeah. you said, she come alone and she. You couldn't have made a yeah. better scene. It was just like, it was perfect just mm. to embarrass Embarrass yeah. this woman, you know what I mean? Just like, don't, why judge? Mm. If it's not always the case, but if you see someone who's belligerent, they're under the influence, they're making a scene, they probably started that scene, mm. not the security guard. Mm. Yeah. Or he, the last thing he wants, and I'm speaking from experience, is to have some prick show up <laughs> on a Sunday mm. and start causing shit. And it can come from, sorry for the language. No, that's all right. It can come from any uh, any time unexpected. And mm. again, there's so many aspects to it because not only do you have the, the using aspect, mm. you don't have the supply aspect. Yeah. Which comes with violence. Yeah. Because where we were, they used to plot weapons over the place, mm. all over around. Because they, they knew, right, if, the, if this happens, I'm going to run here. And these, some of these things they were making, these tools they were making up were just crazy. Mm. Rusty blades and and like all improvised mm. like like shanks or chibs, you know, from mm. like like prison things. Yeah, that was another point that I made on on the addiction show. Basically, saying you're giving them money, they're giving it to someone else, yeah. potentially like some gangster or something. It's like you're funding an organization that maybe you don't agree with, thinking that you're doing something good. Yeah, this is this is part it's, of it. It's as just well. complicated, and it's I'd rather not. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Uh, to me, I, I don't tend to. No, I I don't I, I wouldn't now. Mm. Um, I don't really, and it's probably come from the martial arts training as well. I, I, when I'm out, I'm aware. I'm often out. You know, I've got my my little boy with me. Mm. Don't come and mm. fucking engage with me if I don't know you. You know, yeah. especially not on. I took him out a little while back, and someone came up. Oh, my bank card's not working. I said, "No thanks, mate. Time for that today. Mm. Thank you." It's just a, probably just a normal bloke, but mm. I don't know. Mm. Don't, don't you know? You've got to have a level of. You have to be aware. Yeah, you have to have your your peripheral going mm. all the time. And I don't think you've got a right to accuse people in public. Yeah, and then start making demands. Mm. I don't think. And then, especially when you're gonna what, what you're gonna threaten to make a scene, mm. or to cause some sort of trouble. Mm. You you want to hold people to ransom like that because it's it's a messed up sort of time where. It's almost like the law protects the criminal mm. now, and not. And you might, people might have rolled their eyes. Oh, here we go. This is some old fashioned. But no, it's not. Mm. Because the truth is, where we come from as a species, mm. humans, when we were in small villages and little enclaves and mud huts and whatever we came from, tribes, mm. that was not encouraged. Mm. If someone was, you know aggressive started troubles maybe because some of them are arsonists as well there's some really weird 
shit that goes on with some homeless people. Mm. But that wouldn't have been encouraged back then. That would have been dealt with. It's unfortunate, but it would have been dealt with by the community. Mm. And you've only got to look at certain places. Like I've heard stories in 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 Ghana and Nigeria, the way people how they deal with thieves mm. over there. You get caught yeah. thieving, you're in trouble mm. because they give the shout, and everyone's on you. And you're lucky if you're alive by the time the police get to you. Mm. Because I think it, over there in places like, you know, the difference in, in you robbing someone could mean that their kids don't eat that day. Mm. Whereas here, and it's it's all part of being, could you call it more civilised or further down the road, possibly, more affluent, mm. maybe. Um, here, there's, if someone takes your phone, you've got insurance, if they nick your car, you've got insurance, you have to have insurance mm. if you're legal. Um, you know, maybe they, apart from violence, a lot of stuff they nick can be replaced, so mm. it doesn't carry that sort of intensity to it. But over there, they they top people over it. Mm. You know, they they yeah. they kill people mm. for, for robbing and stuff like that. And I mean, you've got to get sort of get that balance in between because I just don't see now. I mean, I've I've had experiences where, and again, it's not all police, but I've literally had to call police back to say they went over there. Mm. You know, sort them out. Mm. You know, it's not right what they're doing. They've been violent. They've been, you know, but they just want to walk off. Mm. And you're not going to win like that. Mm. And there's, 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 there's aspects to criminality and, and ducking and diving that, you know, we, certain things, but not not being a menace to society. No. Mm. There's no, I don't think you can excuse cold-blooded murder. No. And there's different cultural things where, like, we're going back, if we go back to, like, the stabbing and stuff like that, where the community will clam up. They might know who it is, but they don't necessarily want it because they've had negative experiences mm. with the police a generation or two before. Mm. Um, or they're scared of repercussions of from the criminals. Th- that's a, that's mm. probably a bigger part of it mm. because they're going to find out eventually who... Because people talk mm. and they'll find out eventually who said it and then then what? You're going to get mm. stabbed. Yeah. Or worse, you know, they might... Co- it's. So it's a, it's a, I think we're at a funny point, particularly in the West, where the only person that loses out seems to be the law-abiding, mm. tax-paying citizen. Yeah, and that's the that's the way it was, and I, and, I, and I sort of saw that coming when this pandemic stuff started and this mm. lockdown stuff. Um, and it's true now; it's mm. coming to fruition. You're seeing that everything costs more. Mm been a lot more crime and stuff like that but you know maybe we'll i suppose we'll get through it but it's going to be it's not over yet i think it's going to be another tough how do you feel about the way um the pandemic was handled in terms of like the government and the lockdowns and all these sorts of things well i mean i was like probably like everyone else at the start where you thinking right, what is this mm. what is this thing what, you know you thought you couldn't walk down the street and bang you're gonna get it blah 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 mm. Um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, like I say, you, you, your channel is is new. Mm. I don't want to go too sort mm. of like what people would say down the conspiracy. Mm. But we're whole. Ju- but on the show, it's basically just general what people really think, like what the real people think. Obviously, we're not going to go over the top and start saying, "Oh, it was all Boris. He done this and that." But <laughs> yeah, I think no. Personally, now as it stands, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust the government. I wouldn't ask them the time. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people have lost faith in them because all of the opposition. All I mean, mm. 
if you're going back, whatever history you know of politics, but the leader of the Labour Party is called Sir Keir Starmer. So straight away that should tell you something. I, I didn't he's, even he's, know that. I've never even heard a, that. He's a knight of the realm, so it's like I don't understand how how that how that is um, a thing if you if you supposedly represent the, the working class. But there you go. Hypocrisy is is everywhere. Um, Who's that? The leader of the Labour? Yeah, yeah, the opposition. Mm. Okay. Um, with and that doesn't mean I'm pro Tory. I'm just I'm just giving you as it is. Mm. We, we, we're between a rock and a hard place. Mm. Like we 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 are in some weird limbo where mm. there's definitely outside political influences being pushed from the start, I think, mm. um, which was quite well played out. Um, it was quite well handled by whoever's, you know, the, the, whoever was, was, was behind it. Um, Johnson, is uh, he's not the same person after that. Every, whatever happened to him in that week where he disappeared... Mm. You know, I'm not. I don't know. Well, when out. he was uh, sick. Yeah, mm. he came out with a different. His eyes were like. Since that point, I don't think he's been the same. Mm. He was a little bit, you might say, not blasé, but a little bit more positive about the situation. I think maybe he had a little. Someone had a little sit down with him and said to him, "This is how it's going to go. Mm. Either you go with it or you're out." Mm. And I think that's where we are now. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think there's there's it's deeper than just what they say it is. Mm. It's far deeper. I don't know the answers to it, mm. but I certainly don't trust a lot of policies. I don't trust big medical companies. Mm. I, but the thing is, no one did. Yeah, I, I don't understand when that became a thing. Like we we know we knew before that they've never had our interests at heart. Mm. Anybody, any any sort of. Um, because what, what someone will do for just one generation of wealth, uh, and not even that sometimes, usually their kids splurge it anyway, but what they'll do for that, you no idea what people would do. Mm. There's, you know, people will literally do anything to, and they don't care who's what affected. What the cost of it is. Mm. Again, I'm all right, Jack. Mm. I'll grab what I can. What did knock-on effects? I don't know. It doesn't matter to me, but then I'll be in the Bahamas. Mm. My money will be in via Switzerland here here I'll be over there you deal with it mm. whoever comes in next so I think it will be a, a, a bit turbulent mm. I think you do need someone middle of the road mm. and not in a boring sense but you need someone who's not that kind of eaten born and bred um, I think the time for that being necessary is long probably long gone now but you don't also need someone. It's a strange thing I see on like the opposition where someone will call themselves working class mm. and they never had a job. <laughs> like, mm. and by that I mean, okay, maybe you work for the council yeah. and then you became an MP. Or but that's not work. Mm. I understand it's necessary. Mm. I respect that it needs to be done, but you're not working class. Mm. You went from school to college to university and then you went on to some sort of office, and maybe not even an office job. You, you've maybe not even had a successful business, and yet you want to govern how how the country goes. It doesn't mm. make sense. So you need that balance mm. of, you know, as much as people don't like corporations, don't like business, don't like businessmen, but, but things have to work mm. because nothing works if 
A, a lion doesn't start a hunt thinking it's it's not going to eat. Mm. It does it to eat. Mm. So you have to make sure you eat. Everyone does. Mm. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah, make sense. It's very. <clears throat> you need this. You need a balance mm. of it. So. I don't know, mate. The truth is, no. I'm skeptical of everything that's that's said. Mm. I've never trusted the, the media. I mean, I, I've worked in such an establishment, and I saw headlines that were just example being the troops. One minute our troops are our brave boys, this and that, and the next minute calling them murderers or mm. calling them. It, it, none of it made sense. It was like constantly being put out there to keep you. Dazzled, mm. keep you. F- you just don't know which way left all the right. time. Like, yeah, you mm. don't know what's going on. So, and I think a, a big part of that is what happened during the pandemic was probably coercion. Mm. Some people they could buy off, some people they could scare. And with doing whatever they wanted to do with the with the vaccine passports, it put in very sharp focus for them the people that are going to be a problem. Mm. That's what it did. Mm. Ah, you got your papers? No. Okay. We're not worried about that now, but give it five years. We know who's who. Mm. That's who they're probably, you know, it, it's it's a it's a weird, weird situation. That being said, do you think it's safer to get it so you're not on the blacklist? I wouldn't care. Mm. For me. Mm. Don't care. Mm. About blacklists and Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I say yeah. that there's there's greater things. There's more to life than than money. Traveling. Safety. <laughs> Oh, mate, and you still can't travel yeah, all that's the time anyway. There's more to life than, than you know, money, safety, a secure... Mm. You know, what, what are you, 85? Mm. <clears throat> you want your slippers in a pipe. Just Life is always going to be unpredictable. Mm. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not... I'm a very boring person, to be honest. I don't do much... I'm not, I'm not very... I don't say spontaneous, but I'm not very... I'm not a thrill seeker. I'm not. One, I'm not going to be jumping out of planes, and I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go to war for no one. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's things that I will fight for, mm. but um, not for a government and establishment that mm. wants to alienate me. If your options, I'm going to fight for you. If your options were go to jail or go to war, what would you choose? It's a difficult. Uh, because I feel that has been the, the well, option before in yeah before in history. was um. Like, for, for example, with the Ukraine thing. Mm. Again, I do not know why mm. or how it started, mm. but to think that it's all one side and not the other is lunacy. Yeah. And there's involvement there. Again, I'm not going to go to... But there's obviously involvement there, mm. like there was in China, with these different things they're doing. And it's not appreciated by everybody. Mm. And there's no black and white in it. And how you can alienate a large proportion of your own population mm. and then expect them to come and start doing battle cries and, and wanting blood. Yeah. Nah, not now. Not, not anymore. Not like mm. this. It's not... There was... Funny enough, I was... I just, well, started a book this week. Um, Peter Hitchens. And it's called The, the Phony Victory. And it's not necessarily to diminish or put down what happened in the Second World War and the First World War, but it's to say that to look at it in black and white is is like a folly. You know, it's not. Mm. It's a. It's a. 
it's a very short-sighted and, and quite simplistic way of viewing it. Mm. Um, and I think, and I mean, that's speaking from someone, my family were in both of those conflicts. Mm. You know, I've got the medals from my family uh, from the Second World War and the First World War. Mm. Um, they would, They were doing the right thing in confronting such a, I mean, it never. Uh, it obviously, I don't think at that point it ever been such a, an organised, um, well designed, well equipped, well equipped, stylish and effective evil, as there was with the Nazis. Never. It's almost like you have to admire the the the, the efficiency of their evil. You know, mm. it's like unbelievable how they, how they even got down that that route and achieved it mm. and how dangerous it was and how close they came when they had the whole world fighting them basically and they still almost pushed through but i think the points and i've only just started the book but the, the from the introduction and whatnot it's gonna it, it's like what was done then was a good thing there was a clear enemy it wore a uniform it called itself a nazi and it was hateful in it, pretty much every way you could imagine, mm. and committed all kinds of atrocities and whatnot. But I think the way in which the glory of that has been used to cloak from that point on, Korea, Vietnam, uh, Iraq, one and two, you know, the sequel as well, mm. Afghanistan, Syria. Lebanon, Egypt. The the cover which that has given the as they say the what do they call it, the military industrial complex or something like that, that the, the arms manufacturers and, and the and the armies and the politicians to say that well, we sorted that one out, so now we can sort out everything mm. is is wrong. Mm. And I think that a lot of people have died unnecessarily. Um, a lot of greed and evil has been committed under the cover of that that glory, mm. and it's rightfully uh, glorious, and it's rightfully something to be proud of. But that doesn't mean that you, if you defeat a bully, that you then become a bully yourself. Yeah, you know. And I think that's it's all it's all connected mm. with everything that goes on. It's it, there's always someone, a few people somewhere. Benefiting, benefiting from it greatly, mm. and um, I think that's where we're sitting at the moment. And it just depends on how we, as law-abiding, taxpaying citizens, look out for each other, mm. and what, what pressure we put on the governments to let them know what they can and can't get away with. Mm. So it's it's a huge huge topic, but yeah, of course, it's it's very deep and it's very sinister, yeah. I, I think, because yeah, that's that's where I sit, and I try not to dwell on it too much because mm. it will just put you in a spiral of, you know, I, I said it the other day that I feel, and I'm I know I'm not the only one, but I feel like I've I've seen behind the curtain, mm. and I can't watch another show. Mm. I can't sit there with popcorn and a drink and watch another show because I've seen that it's all, you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe it is conspiracy, I don't know. Mm. 
maybe it's bullshit. Maybe it's me, paranoid. Um, but I've noticed a lot of other people, as the talking points that the government and the media want to put out, mm. they're getting batted down a lot quicker than they were mm. when everyone was scared, everyone was condemning their own family members mm. to do this, to do that, to get a jab to work. You can't come and see me. Oh, mm. Okay, when you live the last few years of your life alone. Mm. And then guess what? You probably still get sick. Mm. So um, it's sad, but I think we've we've got to keep a positive motion going. Mm. Um, and it probably has to start quite small community-wise and, and just, you know, look after the good people. Mm. The term conspiracy um, or conspiracy theory is quite a strange term, isn't it? Because it's convenient. To, con to conspire with somebody yeah. is just, you're just working with somebody to enact something in it or to put something into play. Yeah. And okay. it's like the idea that there's no, nobody's conspiring with anybody to do anything. And if you even suggest it, you're somehow a tinfoil tin guy or something. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy, it's, isn't it? No, it's not crazy. It's easy. Yeah, it's, it's convenient. Mm. It's the same way, like I said, that the way that a lot of, um, particularly the left for some reason, I don't know why, and some of the middle are quick to label people as Nazis. Mm. Again, because it's so convenient. Mm. The good, the good, the glory. We defeated. The, so if you paint someone as that, they have to be bad. There's no mm. way. They and you have to be good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Even though you might be bad as well, just more undercover. Yeah. And it just happens to be that everywhere, mm. America, particularly their government bodies and whatnot, have decided spin it. There we go. That one. Um, has had chaos, destruction, tyranny. Mm. You know. Uh, People need to be. I mean, overall, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not disappointed in the government. And you're going to say, how can you? I'm not, mm. because I expect it. Mm. How can I be? How can I be let down by something I expected? Mm. If I am, that's my fault for not expecting it, not seeing it. Mm. I'm disappointed in people. Mm. I'm. I think that it's what I would expect from people as well. It's like I, what uh, something yeah. I like to do here yeah, is. I like to look at things objectively and like yeah. take myself outside of the situation. Yeah, exactly. And look at it as well. What would people do to have power over other people? Like if you were, and it seems that a lot of the things that are happening are basically. Some people, yeah, mm, will we'll do. Yeah. The people who we'll, want to be in control of everything. Yeah. They're doing what you would expect somebody who wants to be in control of everything yeah. to do. Mm. And you can extrapolate, for example, a lot of people will, will find it as well that um, think of the times you've you've worked in a place and everything's sweet. Everyone pulls their weight. You've got a good team. You've got this, and we experienced this as well. You've got a good team going. Atmosphere's nice. There's no problem. The job's getting done. It's getting done efficiently mm. because you've all worked out. The best way to do things. Yeah, this is it. This is how we progress. We've all got a good attitude going. And all of a sudden, someone gets promoted to some sort of manager or supervisor or something like that. Or someone comes in quite often. This is another weird one. They come from another company, not even in that industry, and they come straight in. And all of a sudden this brick's talking about <laughs> break times, mm. talking about knocking off, talking about it. You think things work. Mm. Things are on the up and up. Everyone's good. Mm. And now you want to come and 
mess with the whole dynamic just because you can. Mm. And I never really believed that at first, but then I saw it a few times and I thought, what is that trait? Mm. It's like unearned power. I think that's why some people, when they get into positions of power, maybe they get governmental, whether it's local government, whether it's police, they feel that entitlement that just by doing a small thing and putting on a uniform or a badge or a, or a blue high-vis or a yellow mm. high-vis, all of a sudden, that's it. Everyone has to toe the line. Mm. Not really, because you know life is more than just these four walls in this building. Mm. But I saw it so many times. Mm. And, I, and, and where we worked, I was offered supervisor roles. Do you want to go for a minute? And I just thought, no. Nah. And it wasn't because I wasn't ambitious. It wasn't something I was interested in. And I know straight away, most of the time, you're alienated. 50% of the staff dislike you immediately. Mm. And then 50% will still be polite to you, but they don't trust you. You know mm. what I mean? Or, and, but I, I, I just didn't get that dynamic, that dynamic of, I'm going to do this because I can. Mm. And it's a mixture of that. You've got people that are, that are greedy for money. You've got people that are hungry for power. Um, again, and I'm, uh, Jordan Peterson talks about it where he says, you know, in, in the last days of the war, Hitler could have eased up on the Jews. Mm. He could have said, let's, you know what, let's try and cover this up. But he didn't. He doubled down. Mm. He exterminated more Jews. Like a death spiral, like a weird, like a, like a dog that's been, or, or an animal that's been shot chewing its own towel, you know, like a weird mm. kind of evil death spiral. And I think just, yes, yeah, so it, is, it is, maybe it's a corrupt soul, I don't know. Maybe I'm going just too. I don't know. Too, do you think too deep and too? Do you think it's got anything it? to do with, um, like, the division? Because you've gone from being one of the people, or possibly, and yeah. and now you're in, or maybe even if in in a circumstance where someone come from outside of the company, mm-hmm. maybe just the fact that these people are on some level below you, mm-hmm. and you're higher than them, so. You have to you have to mess with them a bit. Like yeah, that is part. Have of you it, seen yeah. that um, experiment? Yeah, that I can't remember what the lady's name is. It's that old old thing now. But she done the blue eyes and brown eyes thing. What it was, was that? like she went to a school and um, said to everybody one day, "Okay, everyone with brown eyes, mm. they're better than the ones with blue eyes, isn't it?" Okay. And and then I think she done it the other way around in another school or something like that. But long story short, yeah, the ones that were supposedly better, or she get basically told them they're all better. They started just being mean to the other ones, and they were friends the day before. But it yeah. was just some something to do with the division, something to do with okay, you're this, you're a manager, you're a supervisor, you're, yeah. and these people are your subjects or your they're your uh-huh. the people underneath you. Yeah, maybe it just inspires some sort of it's like power corrupts or whatever in it that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just fortunate. I, I tend to personally feel the other way around. If I mm. see someone sometimes being pushed aside. Mm. As long as, it, you know, some people, sometimes you should be pushed aside. Sometimes you've done something wrong or you're acting in a way that's not, um, you know, it's not going to benefit anybody. But mm. if I've never liked, I've never liked bullying. That's one thing I've never liked. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I'll take the piss out of someone. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I love to have a joke, laugh, take the piss. You know, we all do. Mm. It's what we do. We, you know, it's part of being human. Yeah, banter, but it's not to see in that regard. I've never liked that. I've mm. never liked the fact. For me, if someone, I always feel 
Like if someone's being ganged up on, I want to mm. stand beside them. Mm. I don't know why. It's just I, I, mm. I don't like the unjust yeah. nature of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't just I'm, I, obviously if someone's done something wrong, some sort of crime or some sort of, mm. then that's fair enough. But I'm just talking about. Mm. But obviously, some people, a lot of people, get off on that. Mm. Uh, but I think dynamic the, the experiment that that lady done yeah, where she divided the classroom because the kids were so young. It was, I think the the premise of the experiment was to prove is this something that is innate. just in, yeah, yeah. something innate in it's humans. It's quite, it's telling, obviously. Mm. It's very telling if that's the, but I found kids are like that. I, I think, I I don't think I I was. Mm. Um, but so I, I can see it sometimes in, in my son where he will, he's quite shy. Mm. And obviously around new people, he's quite shy, but certain things that if I say to him, oh, let's do this or let's do that. He, you know, we do a lot of stuff together. Mm. But I notice it if he does go into an environment where he's got a lot of contemporaries or like peers, kids of his own age, sometimes he'll go with the flow of things. Mm. Like if they're doing something, something that he wouldn't necessarily be interested in at home or he wouldn't waste the energy on, mm. he might go along with it for a while. And it's a, it's a, it's a natural, because the truth is it's another survival mechanism, isn't it? It's like, mm. What you don't want to be is the is the the hen, the hen getting henpecked, yeah, and all bald and no feathers and mm. you know not laying <laughs> eggs and things like that. That's, mm. that's what you don't want to be. You don't want to be that one getting jabbed down every day. Yeah. So there is a degree of that, but I think probably with as you get older, you've probably got like a responsibility to mm. to better yourself to, to mm. you know to to move on mm. from that. And some people don't. Yeah, you can see it if you look at people sometimes. Even if you don't really know them that well, you can. I can look at them and say, I know exactly what you were like when you were six years old. There's certain traits about mm. you that have not changed. Mm. You might have a bit of a gormless stare, or there might be a certain way you act, or you can see it in someone mm. how they were, mm. or how you would remember that kind of person in school. You know what I mean? Mm. Not not everyone you can, but there's yeah, there's certain aspects to being human that are definitely ingrained. That reminds me of um, something I read in a book once. I don't know if this is accurate or not. It's just something that the book said. Mm. Um, they said from the ages of zero to seven, yeah, that determines everything about what you're going to be. What do you think of that? So that's in terms of nurture mm. rather than just nature. Mm. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think so. Because mm. I'm. Certain aspects to, to my personality that have always been kind of constant, mm. um, but others that formed along the way, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I think it's I think personally, it's your it's your job to take push, control. Yeah, but but also push yourself and 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 adapt mm. to certain things because as much as um, you know we are nature, the nurture part of it is we will have to adapt. Mm. to survive and i think humans are a very adaptable species mm. anyway otherwise we just wouldn't we simply wouldn't be here if we weren't yeah through you know we've lived in tundra uh, we've lived in desolate wastelands ice mm. desert all kinds of environments jungle and no not everything can be ingrained by seven mm. i don't think it, whether you I've noticed a lot there's like this trend maybe towards the parents listening 
more to the child mm. than the child listening to the parents. Mm. And I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Because. Crazy. Um, and I'm, again, I'm not saying it. To, I don't say it for the sake of it to try and be some old fogey kind of, <laughs> say, you know, I, I know that I'm, I'm old now, whatever. Mm. But it's, it's like if you just take it to refer to the, the lion example again, the lioness, the cub doesn't teach her how to hunt. Mm. Because they'd all starve. Yeah. And I think a big problem what we have now is that there seems to be this kind of weird uh situation where people are, you know are not encouraged to not just discipline their kids because I don't think, you know, that's every part of being an, a a parent. Mm. But it's almost like there's no th- You can't th- even guide them. Yeah, there's like you're discouraged. Or maybe that maybe it's just the way that I I view it, but there seems to be this sort of discouragement from you raising mm. the child, and which fits into the sort of narrative of no, we should just give money to the government. And mm. some people feel like we should just give our kids to the government. Mm. So from when the child is born, some people it can be like I'm pretty sure unless I've misheard it, but it can be like six months old and or eight months old and it's in a nursery and I'm, I'm not saying that like, I know some people may have good careers that they need to but then I, I, I know of people that are working as cleaners mm. and they'll work a cleaning job and they're both work, working they'll work a cleaning job to put the kid into nursery mm. um, and pretty much most of their wage goes on paying the nursery full time mm. and I don't really understand that yeah, because then who is who is raising? Just some random adult kid. that you haven't even vetted. They're just yeah. the schools basically just giving you this person. Yeah, I mean, once they're at school, they're at school. Oh. I'm talking about before or that the nursery. Yeah, so which is the school is what for some kids four or five. So you've got maybe three two years before the seven mark. Mm. So if that is the case, if it is naught to seven, mm. then why are some people just not raising their kids from that stage mm. and? Maybe it is an empowerment to... I don't think it should matter. Whoever maybe wants to look after the kid, whether it's the man or the woman, mm. it should probably be whoever earns less mm. because that makes more sense yeah. financially. If someone can earn... If you can do part-time... I've done part-time. Mm. My wife works. I've done part-time. Look after my son. Deal with everything. Mm. Um, It works out. You bring You bring money in, but you're not... They're not going to be small forever. Mm. And if it is the case that those years are so fundamental and so crucial, then I think we should really invest more mm. in our own kids rather than just literally straight to nursery. Because mm. then how can you expect... It must be in there somewhere. How can you expect... If, if, you, if a child has been from nursery to school to college to university and never really been your responsibility maybe or your problem, mm. then... That's maybe why we've got so many people in old people's homes. Yeah. Because if you never cared about them when they were small, and I'm not saying you don't care about them or love them, but if maybe if you didn't put that time in with them then, mm, they weren't going to put the time, time in with you when mm. you're old. Yeah. Jordan B. Peterson, he <laughs> um, says from the ages of zero to four, yeah, like all of their social skills are developed. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, he says if if a kid hasn't been able to socialize with any other kids by the age of four. Mm-hmm. It will never be able to socialize with anybody. What do you think about that? Well, they, they definitely, like the phrase goes, have things hit different, mm. and 
peers and kids their own age hit different than you do. Mm. Like you, you will, you can't substitute what they get from other kids mm. um, because it's just not possible. Mm. No matter how fun you are, you can take them and do this, that, play fight with your with your son or play games or whatever you do. You're never going to substitute the excitement they get from, mm. and then and then it's necessary mm. for them to because like. Like you were saying, I've read, I think it's, um, is it just a point you made or was it in 12 Rules for Life? Uh, I've seen, I, I think it might have been in 12 Rules for Life as well, but I've, I've seen him say it multiple times. Yeah, yeah I have as well, yeah. yeah. And, and I agree with it to an extent. I don't, sometimes I find that if you, you can't go too far down that road as in you can't be like, oh, he's four now, that's the end of the world, he's going to mm. be in prison. Is that? You can't do that, <laughs> that's, that's, mm. that's a bit ridiculous. But yeah. you should make some effort to socialise them. But I think you should also be putting in effort. There must have been a lot of children who were going through those fundamental stages over Madness. this pandemic yeah. and never really got to socialise. No. Because the schools were closed, no nurseries were closed. No. Yeah, exactly. They probably were scared to leave their house. Yeah, definitely. It's like, what what's going to happen then in like 20 years from, what's the effects of that? Well, the truth is we don't know. Mm. We don't know and we're not going to know. Whatever we've come up with in the last 50, 60 years is really irrelevant mm. everything in life is a cycle it seems to be i don't know for sure but this is what i've seen so far mm. everything from the, the seasons the weather the tides the planets mm. everything is like a, a circle like a cycle everything you know nature itself mm. plants animals it, it all goes in so yeah i think we we just they should have that stability there for, yeah. for kids I heard another thing here as well. I don't know if I read this in a book or if I heard someone talking about it and I'm probably going to mess up the numbers of it, mm. but it was something along the lines of all children are born to like 16% of men. Something like that. What, okay. what, what do you think about that? Is it like, maybe it's not 16, maybe it's a little bit more, maybe it's a little bit less, but I, I, can you imagine that that as some sort of, reality or do you think that's just far off I, I don't know i mean i'm not a statistician yeah me neither i'm a statistician's son i'm yeah. joking but um i don't know I, it makes sense as in so 16 percent say if you round it even up to 20 yeah. percent, that means one in five times you might get supposedly lucky when you go out which mm. there wouldn't have been the ties even as much as like 60 years ago, people were having kids all over the place and mm. it wasn't the internet. You couldn't get tracked down. I think it's something like you to can do now. with like... Um, the amount of successful mating. Yeah, uh, that, that there's something like, like something, I think it's something to do with the fact that a lot of men will sleep with any woman. Yes. And most women will only sleep with a very small amount of guys. Like they wouldn't, like there's loads of guys she wouldn't sleep with. Again, she has to be more selective. Mm. She has to be more selective to the man that's, genetically mm. the best offer mm. that she has and if you're going back to the basic principles of our of our nature mm. not of this modern world because we're still adapting to it i think but in in that sense even today i mean she still has to be thinking of someone that's going to be there mm. so likelihood is a lot of men so maybe the other some of them are too old mm. they might be dead yeah they might they might have uh, be able to provide but they won't be around mm. some of them are just stupid yeah they're, you know they're, they're untrustworthy mm. some are too young they're irresponsible so maybe they have to get that that fifth that slight mm. section that is 
more likely, you're old enough to be more responsible, mm. to have to be able to provide to an extent and protect, to be trustworthy, mm. to be protective. Mm. And I suppose, yeah, there's a big conflict, I think, in, in very much the nature and nurture side of it, even us as, as creatures. Mm. That the, the, I think the leaps and bounds and the, the adaptations technologically that have been made in medicine, technology, travel, mm. are so, have happened so quickly mm. that we're still going to take a long time to figure it out. Mm. And maybe that's why... I don't know. People are people are becoming more kind of transitory in their. Mm. I don't know the, the the way they are, the way they identify. Mm. Maybe there's not much use for a, a masculine man anymore. Who knows? Is there? I think some primal things, yeah, are engraved ingrained into yeah. people's DNA as opposed yeah. to Hard what's wire. trendy. Yeah, there's yeah. certain things that are trendy. So it's like, it's the difference between what things are versus what things ought to be. So yeah. some people may yeah. see things in this idealistic way, like, oh yeah, it's, you, there's no need for a masculine man and uh, all of this sort of stuff. But then that masculine man will have, will get with a girl that will like him and he will yeah. reproduce. Whereas the guy who's maybe on this new trendy thing, yeah, maybe he might be one of the 80% that yeah. doesn't yeah. reproduce. Possibly. Possibly, um, I don't know. Yeah, they will. I mean, uh, you you do need. I think you do need that the two sort of not extremes of the scale, but you do definitely need. I think that, that to an extent, people should be. And again, that's a that's a point that Peterson makes. You should be. Uh, how does how does he put it? Something like you, sh- you should be capable of, of violence, but be, mm. a gentleman or something like that. He says yeah. in some way he says it. You should you know. Mm. Have it there if you need it. Yeah. And I don't think we should totally abandon the past for a, a way of life that we don't really know about now. He's like a civilised monster or something like that or something. Yeah, that, yeah. He's, I can't mm. remember exactly how he puts it, but um, as we're on that topic and he's someone that has discussed that topic in depth, mm. I think he's a good reference and has made many good points on it. But, yeah, as for... In terms of nature and nurture, that's what I, I just think there's it has to be a balance, mm. and we can't keep expecting giving all of our responsibilities over to governing bodies, yeah. governments, police. Mm. You know, we, we give a day to day lives and what we get taxed and don't to the government, we give our safety over to the police, we mm. give our health over to the NHS. I'm not saying they're, they're fantastic. What they do, uh, most of the, most of what they do is fantastic. But we should still be responsible. Mm. Prevention, mm. you know, rather than yeah. than cure. Yeah, which, I, I which like also comes in with the with the abortion thing. Mm. We should be responsible for what we do, yeah. and not just because it's there. I'll use it. Like mm. you're going to go and buy, you know, yeah, an ice cream or something. It's not. It shouldn't be like that. We should. We should. We should be more responsible. I think mm. as as people. Yeah, I lean more on the side of accountability. Yeah. You dealing with your own issues and and then it maybe in the the extreme emergency situation, yeah. then there's an option there. But yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's mm. what we've got, I think, to an extent. Mm. And and that's what stuff like the NHS does very well. Mm. Um do they need more funding for that? Probably yes. 
But there's other ways when they could probably save a lot of money if they cut out mm. some of those. There's a lot, a lot of crafty people in there yeah. hiding. Like, like not just them, but like in all organisations, mm. hiding. Yeah. And just taking big wages. And they know they are. Mm. And um, maybe they'll be able to get to the bottom of it. And, and I think it'd be okay, but it shouldn't be up to, you know, it shouldn't just be keep tax, tax, tax people all the time. Because mm. for what? Yeah. Now, if they are waiting eight, nine months a year just to be seen, mm. you can't tax someone for that. Mm. And you can't vilify them for wanting to have a private. Yeah. Because they refer you to private anyway. Mm. I think it should be an option. I think I don't think it should be like maybe it should be an opt out situation where it's like from the from the jump you're yeah. you're signed up to the NHS, mm. but if you choose to, you can opt out and go private. It shouldn't be like if you want to go private, you have to still pay for NHS. I mean, as long as the payments are reasonable, mm. I think as a member of society that does and can work we should pay something mm. but i don't You're think probably right i don't think we should i don't think the government should decide where that goes all the time mm. i mean there's certain things you need to do but i mean where, where do you stop with it mm. literally as soon as they get the chance they'll tax something mm. and when not if they decide to legalize cannabis and other drugs they'll tax them just the same as well mm. Do you so, think it would be better if it was legalized? Um, yeah, probably. Because I, I, I kind of wrestle with the idea. Yeah, I kind of, I think it would be, yeah. I think most things should be regulated and um, there should be, it should be decriminalized and just like regulated by official sources. But part of me also is aware that if it wasn't working for them, they would have changed it. So maybe they there's some benefit as to is, what yeah. the way it is like yeah. they're getting stuff out of it and probably as well a lot of them don't want to be responsible if it goes tits up mm. you know it's quite a big thing to to do that um maybe they don't want to encourage it uh, from a moral standpoint or maybe they're worried that people will just turn over to it and they'll be like what's the point i'll just do this all day i don't know maybe um I don't know if it's just one of these boring facts or or one of these mistruths, but I heard somewhere that, it may just be bullshit, but I heard somewhere that when coffee was first uh, fashionable, mm. it, it was in England from quite an early stage because obviously we had an empire of sorts and wasn't the biggest, but it was functional mm. and a navy and whatnot. I'm not sure exactly what sort of time it would have been, probably in the 1600s or early 1700s when it became a thing and they apparently they shut down the coffee houses because coffee made you more chatty more open to you know it was a, it was a it gives you a buzz mm. and gets you perked up and especially if you've not had it before mm. and gets you like wired to talk mm. but owl and beer and spirits whatever they had gin is the opposite Mm. It's like, oh, I don't give a shit. I'm, <laughs> you know, putting up. You know what I mean? Mm. So maybe there's an element of of that to it. They don't want people to be chatty. Cause I don't know. Maybe they don't want people realizing. I, I don't know what it's what it's about. I, I personally myself don't do drugs. Mm. Yeah, me neither. I've got no interest mm. in it. I saw 
And I'm not saying it like some dramatic. Uh, I saw drug use mm. and stuff from a very early age. Mm. And I saw, and it wasn't all because of the drugs. I mean, it's there's a lot of people that use drugs very responsibly, reasonably, um, and have no problems with it. But I saw a side of people that couldn't do that. Mm. And I saw the effect that it had on family and the consequences is in police mm. uh, hospitals prison a lot of negatives mm. and fortunately for me I could have got whatever I wanted to when it from a very young age but I saw I had people there that were very honest about this is this it does that it does that and so when, by the time I came to being a teenager, when a lot of people started up, I'd seen it. Mm. It had no real positive connotations or correlations for mm. me. So I was just like, nah. Mm. It's not for you. I've never been into mm. taboos. Mm. I have a drink every now and then, mm. but it's never sat well with my system. Mm. Always makes me feel like shit a lot yeah. of the time. And I, and the I've, next day. Not just even at the time, mm. or I get a headache. Or it's never sat well with my system. Mm. Like maybe I'm allergic to something, or I'm not drinking the right stuff. But mm. you know, when you're younger, you think oh, I can go with my peers, and I can. And mm. I thought, like, why doesn't it work for me? They're getting buzzed. But I think a lot of the time was I didn't need it. Mm. I don't do it because I don't not because I don't want to either. I don't need it. Mm. I can have a conversation with you without having to be, yeah, on some sort of mushrooms or <laughs> to realise what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. What point was I making before that? I've lost my... my, my I think it was bit. just more like talking about like the legalisation. Yeah. And so... People falling into it, like the trap Seeing that side of it. Mm. And I've seen the other side of it where people are perfectly reasonable with their mm. use of drugs, whatever they do, have a little smoke or whatever they want to do. Mm. There's certain drugs you can't really be reasonable on because they do tend to take over your mm. your life. But I think what it should come down to is you legalise it Mm. which means then the sellers have to be responsible for quality, mm. what goes into it, yeah. blah, 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 whatever else you want to say. It's accountability. Especially weed, mm. uh, cannabis and whatnot, because not skunk, really, but mm. I suppose you can still do it, but natural cannabis, maybe even uh, hash, whatever, maybe, if it's you know natural quality, not full of like, Fucking tires and whatnot, <laughs> but yeah. if it's stuff like that, which is a natural thing, mm. and I think to an extent it should be legal. What you should crack down on, if you're going to crack down on anything, which will solve so many problems, is antisocial behaviour. Mm. Crack down on that. Mm. Do the little things first, mm. right? And you'll see that a lot of the other stuff falls into place. So, yeah, you can smoke weed. There's plenty of places designated for you to smoke weed. Mm. You can buy it in a shop, smoke it at home. Mm. But you can't stand outside someone else's block of flats yeah. smoking away mm. or someone's house yeah. or Intimidating a shop people. or a betting office mm. or a chicken shop or you can't be drunk and belligerent. Yeah. And you can't get it off some dodgy guy because you it's just no, there. No. It's there in the shop. But I think there should be relatively harsh consequences if you are belligerent you become confrontational. Mm. And I think very much like if you're drunk in the, in a car and you have a, even if you're sitting still with the engine off and you're mm. sitting there in the car drunk, mm. someone, even if someone hits you, still going to end up being 
your fault because you're drunk yeah a lot of the time mm. uh, maybe you do the breath test maybe you get away with it maybe mm. but you're pretty stuffed if yeah. you're drunk you shouldn't have been in that car drunk of course yeah i think drugs and any sort of uh but we call them barbiturates whatever you want to call them you should be responsible for your own behavior now if you get into an altercation and something happens you get a clump and you've been on weed or coke or whatever you can't do nothing to the other person mm. And overnight, people will stop being assholes. Mm. They'll think, I'm going to do it, but maybe... And you're going to still get people that are dickheads. Mm. But a lot of people think, well, no, someone's going to be looking to smack me up because I'm high mm. and I'm not... Do it. If you can't do it in front of your mum, don't do it in front of someone else's house. Mm. There's, there's some sort of... But it's very difficult. Um, again, some people can smoke, some people can drink, but then you get people that shouldn't be smoking mm. because they've got mental problems. Mm. And it just exacerbates them and it doubles down. And then you get people that smoke and then they have a drink and they become pricks. <laughs> yeah. Because they're they're high and paranoid maybe and then they're belligerent and drunk and they want to get violent. Mm. So it's there should be more consequences mm. for bad actions and antisocial behaviour. Yeah. And personally, you know, whether think, oh you pussy shut up, but I think prison should be hard. Mm. If you do especially if you're doing something that's you're in there for some sort of violence mm. or something like that. Prisons should be hard on you. Mm. Like it should be a deterrent. It's prisons is a, is quite um, a difficult one because um, some people love prison. Yeah. Some people like they find it like a walk in the park. All their mates are in there. Yeah. But then some people hate prison and they never want to go back. I think it's a lot to do with when you go in there. What is your experience? Like, say your average Joe who's not really involved in anything. Like he's just he's got himself in a bad situation. He'll go to jail and never want to go back. Of it's like because no. people will be bullying him in there. Yeah. It will just be a nightmare. Yeah. But then someone who he knows a few people, he's got a few mates in there, and maybe he just started out on his like his life of crime or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. now he's gone in there, but he's become hardened because now he's around loads of other people and it's gotten him even like worse than what he was. So there's some sort of balance there that needs to be, but I don't know what it is. I don't know how it would need to be changed. I think it's. it's the fear, because again, it comes back to the, the criminal being protected in society over, and it's true. Mm. Whatever you say, I, I know it. I've had people definitely trying to bait me into something before. And someone in particular trying to bait me one, one and they're drunk. And and I could see it. And, and I, he came, and obviously there's a point where if you touch me or you come close or you start making threats of violence then you have to defend yourself it happens mm. but he hadn't quite got to that point and i was you know i don't want that at all because i'm mm. why because i'm a law-abiding citizen i don't want shit i don't want trouble yeah i know they're going to come and pinch me as well mm. i know it and pl and my family's i said to you about my family's i know i'm i'll be probably marked on there anyway mm. maybe not now but i definitely was at one point mm. um and luckily, the person sort of backed away, whatever they went. And then within a week, they did the exact same thing. I saw it on, on a camera, them doing it. They f assaulted a female worker in a, in a betting office. She was there on her own. And not only that, he threw a sandwich towards her. It hit someone else in the face. He apologised to the man, but then got in a ruckus with the with a girl in a betting office. Him and a, and a brother, both just pussies. And... Something happened and they fell over straight away. It's on the phone to the police. They're in the wrong. 
Mm. And the police come, they didn't do nothing to them. Mm. I saw the footage after the fact. If I'd have been there, I'd have said, blah, 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 blah. I don't give a shit. Mm. You, you, you're you a rat, you know what I mean? I don't have no time for that. You, mm. You're going to cause trouble and call the police. I don't understand that at all. Mm. That's the last thing I would want is the police. But this is what I'm saying. This is the sort of society, this is the people that are existing out there. Mm. And I don't, I don't understand it, yeah. why they want it to be like that. Mm. So, yeah, legalization is a is a difficult difficult topic. Yeah, it's not black and white. No, by of course any not. Stretch of the imagination. Of course not. Um, and then you get manufactured drugs like meth, the amphetamines, the type you know. And then you do have weed and mushrooms is one mm. thing, psychedelics. But then what about when you get into LSD and 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 all the other kind of and then there's even prescription stuff that is legal, but. It's lethal, I tell you. Le- that. Well, there's stuff that is legal. <laughs> it might be legal, but it's even more lethal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, um, benzodiazepines mm. and diazepams, whatever they're called, and, and people get on them sometimes because of uh, they've had an injury and yeah. they've started taking these painkillers and stuff, and then yeah. now they can't get off of them. You're, you're best, I'd, I mm. think, not not getting on them because it's that cycle of we've all had. It. I mean, I do different martial arts and stuff. I've I've had injuries and things and training, and you've got to be careful not to get into that cycle of I can't do this because of the injury but mm. then the injury gets worse because you're not doing anything you're not moving you're not functioning you're mm. not and Start then to seize up and all yeah, that yeah then maybe you do turn to the doctor mm. and the doctor's just gonna go here you go probably getting commission for then it some sort of diazepam or whatever you've got there mm. that will stop you thinking about your problem help you sleep and it's a painkiller mm. and then what two years down the line you're still not doing nothing and now you've got an addiction mm. and the problem's still there because you're always tired and you're doped up. Mm. So, I don't know. This this is some... I think there probably are a lot of uh, natural remedies. Maybe someone, some people need cannabis. You know, I know a lot of people who smoke cannabis responsibly. Mm. Um, I think there's got to be a better way, though. It's like, I think... I don't when know you if smoke you should it. be medicating. I mean, you don't... We don't come out smoking mm. weed. Yeah. You know, we just need water and food and we should be, and sunshine, and we mm. should be good. Yeah, and, and oxygen, I think, obviously. I think when you do smoke it as well, you get addicted to loads of aspects of the actual smoking Probably. of it. So yeah. maybe it might be, if it is a medication, then maybe just have it in like a, a pill form or in yeah. some oil or something you put like into the, your... The, the CBD level. or the THC, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. And then I've, that I've way. used the CBD oils and stuff, but I never found that they... Really, I don't know. I never found. Don't think they really work, or not for me. Mm. I I never really found they did anything. Mm. Tried them on and off. Mm. You know, maybe I wasn't getting high concentration stuff, or not. Mm. It wasn't good quality, but it never really. And like I said, in terms of drugs, I never. I just it had no positive for me. Mm. I'd never seen it be positive. Yeah. Um. So it just didn't interest me, Mm. and I'm just lucky. And I think we are all um, products of our experience. And maybe the experiences you had growing up yeah. made it where it was just something you knew you didn't want to be part of. Yeah. And um, yeah. Very much so. So it's like, I think whether. So there's people who they can't help but taking that stuff. And there's people mm-hmm. who just wouldn't take it no matter what. And um, so I think legalizing it is separate from the usage of it. I think it's more to do with the technicalities of where it's coming from yeah so i think 
when with that kind of mind uh mind uh, that kind of thought on it i think maybe legalizing it might be better just for regulation purposes and to kind of kill the underworld of it all yeah just start small i think mm. start small but come down harder on where it's used because the mm. only thing about cannabis is is you're not just smoking it it's whoever's in your vicinity is is getting it and not to everyone, inhale well, it yeah you shouldn't be able to have that negative effect on people that don't mm. want to smell it mm. don't want to I, I don't even mind the smell of it you know mm. yeah sometimes it smells all right i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to partake in it mm. but it's but the fact of, like you know a areas. lot of these people would be mm. scared to do it in front of their mum mm. or they wouldn't do it in their mum don't let them do it in the house so why the, you know should you be able to go out and yeah you know, and even if it was legalized and there was like calves i don't think it would be a thing where some kid who wouldn't do it in front of his mum would be able to just walk in there and start smoking it's like no. where's your where's your ID card? Where's but, your whatever? Yeah, but, and, and again, it's not. It's not really that dangerous. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not like but booze is more dangerous. Mm. Yeah, it can do a lot more damage to you physically. Mm. And the funny thing about alcohol is it makes you feel you're most capable when you're you're most incapable. Mm. So a lot of people get brave on booze. When they literally can barely stand up, mm. so it's trouble all round a lot of the time. Yeah. But it's still legal, mm. and most people use it responsibly, and have done for hundreds of years, mm. probably since the dawn of civilization. They've used booze. Mm. So why this one in particular is a problem? Is it like I mean I know um, Joe Rogan says it's about the the hemp industry because mm. it's uh, it was. Yeah, and it was pushed down to use paper mm. instead of hemp and all that stuff. So possibly that's part of it. Mm. Um, I think a lot of things. It might be. It might have initially started like that, but then it's got like the negative stigma in everyone's head or in society's head. So yeah. it's just it just stays. A lot of these sorts of things you put into law, they just they stick because people have just always seen it as bad. Yeah, and plus probably because as well the people that. The people, most people see smoking it are dickheads. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're loitering yeah. around, mm. they're smoking it. They're Not in, productive. They're in someone's doorway. Mm. They're in, you know, the stand, they're, they're bogging everyone out. Mm. Their eyes are fucked because they're also, Paranoid. they're drinking as mm. well. You know what I mean? That should be, there should be a rule where you say, the police can say, what's this? Mm. I don't know. All right, get Larry. We'll fucking lock you up for a little while. Mm. And that should be it. Mm. That shouldn't be social behavior. And it will stop. Mm. If you start punishing it, um, then it will stop. Mm. People shouldn't be, no one should be forced to deal with your shit. Which yeah, comes back to the thing about you're saying about mm. asking for money. Yeah. There's no difference in that. That mentality of, of loitering around somewhere where, that's, that's dickhead behavior. Mm. And that should be the same even if it's something that was legal. So even like alcohol, if you're just hanging about in a, like yeah. someone's doorway, like, or just in some like the beginning of an alley and people need to get through there to get yeah. home. And now you're just like intimidating random members of the and public. And looking for a problem as well, yeah. especially with the booze, because mm. that's, like I say, it makes you more confrontational. Mm. I always found alcohol like one of those things. If I was in a good mood, it was all right. But if I was in a bad mood, you know, it just... Wasn't good. Mm. No, so I just left it. I did, I did, it just didn't agree with me. Mm. I tried a few times. I thought maybe, uh, you know, you think uh, I'm the odd one out. I don't want to, mm. you know... We all succumb to, to pressure at some point, mm. but I was just strong enough to say, oh, I'm not interested. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I'm not teetotal. I, I like nice red wine or something mm. if I, you know, every now and then, but I don't need it. Yeah. 
Take and it or leave it sort of thing. I face the day mm. as I am mm. and go to bed the same way as well. So, mm. you know, I think if you, if you just... I've noticed if you do more, if you're more active, if you do more, if you don't let yourself spiral and you don't let yourself invert, mm. it's much better. Yeah. And you don't get sick as often. You don't get as many colds. and Because as soon as you start stressing, mm. you'll get a cold, you'll get a this, you know, you'll get a problem. A that. So... Yeah, I think there's plenty of things you can do with your body, your mind, your spirit, mm. your energy <clears throat> that are much more effective than drugs and alcohol. I agree, I agree. But a lot of people take a long time to mature mm. and get away from sometimes the company that they're keeping. Mm. Mm. As I said to people in the past, I said to someone, a family member of mine who was younger, um... Yeah, it never a, a bad, you know, it wasn't a, a bad kid necessarily, but it got to that age of like 18 or 16, 17, 18, and, and you know, got a, just a little tiny bit of trouble hanging around with a few people. I said, Look, in five years' time, you will know none of these kids. Mm. You're at school now. In five years' time, you, you, you'll be lucky if you're still in touch with one, or maybe unlucky. I don't mm. know. So I said, Don't live your life to their expectations mm. because some of them have come from worse places than you. Some of them have come from better places than you. And definitely because that person had, you know, wasn't an easy upbringing. Mm. So either way, that's not you. Mm. Because the ones that are up here, they're not going to look after you. Mm. Their parents are going to be too busy chasing them around, wiping their ass. Mm. This one here wants to drag you down to where he is. Mm. If I'm fucked, everybody's fucked. Mm. So put yourself first. Distance yourself from these people. And like I said, five, ten years later, he said, it's right, I don't speak to hardly mm. any of them. A few, the good ones that are, you know, maybe one's got a trade, one's got a business, one's doing this, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm. That kind of thing. But the ones that were just destined to be in and out of shit. Drop them out. Of course. Mm. Yeah. The company you keep is, it's, you know, if, it, if and it's not, I don't know, I, I don't find it, I don't really have much problem. I don't want to be lonely. Mm. I don't have a, an issue with solitude or, or, or you know, ever. Um, not so much isolation, but I don't. I don't really have that much of an issue with it. You know, it's not. Uh, um, I'm not particularly probably because I'm not a particularly social person. But I like to have a chat. Go, you know, I, that sort of thing. Like discuss things and and I'll go out places and stuff like that. But I'm not sort of clubs and pubs and that doesn't phase me if I'm not doing that you know what I mean yeah and it never has done so maybe that's just why I'm different to some people maybe mm. they need that I'm not sure yeah everyone's everyone's a bit different but ultimately yeah. I think yes yeah, it's, it's you've got to always kind of think about where you want to be in five years to ten years or whatever yeah. you don't want to be making mistakes now that are going to cost you your yeah. future um, yeah, man, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for coming. No, it's been really good. Thank you for having me. And it's always been, like, all of our conversations have always been... Yeah, we, we did often go off the deep end on a lot of subjects, yeah. but, you know, we were busy back then. We didn't have the time <laughs> to sit down and yeah. discuss it like this, but yeah, if you man. want me back, I'll, uh, I'm here. Definitely, man. It'll yeah. be a pleasure, and if you could, um, if you get the time, just come back yeah, through. Um, sure. Is there, Before you go, is there anything um, that you wanted to promote? Any, I don't know, got anything going on you want people to check out? Or even if it's something not necessarily something to do with something you've got going on, maybe um, something you'd recommend, advice, maybe. 
advice? I don't know. Just, just maybe what I said. Just try and people should just try and stay active and be more more positive. And if you're mm. maybe if you're not having a good time, mm. look around you at someone else who may be down as well, and, and mm. maybe come up together. Yeah, because you know, like I say, let's look after the good people. Mm. Yeah, I'd say, and try and distance yourself from people bringing you down. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. It's just you'll get used to that eventually anyway by the time you get to a certain age you'll be you know what I mean you'll have a very few people that are necessarily close to you but mm. yeah I'd say just try and stay positive <laughs> yeah. I know I am I'm yeah. trying <laughs> yeah it's hard but yeah, yeah it's got to be done it's got yeah. you've got to try and always look at the uh, the most uh, I don't know the most beneficial way of seeing things and positive seems po- to be the yeah way. the, the yeah. positive option mm because it's very easy to dwell on the negative yeah. and what has happened. Mm. I do it. Mm. A lot of the time I do it, but I've tried to learn more over these last couple of years to catch myself early. Mm. And um, if, you, if you get used to doing that, mm. it does become a little bit easier. Mm. Is there any books or, um, I don't know, different uh, people that you'd recommend anyone check out? I've not read much lately. Like I said, I, I started reading that book by... Peter Hitchens this week I just got it um, but yeah Peterson I'd yeah. say do his 12 rules for life yeah it's a great book Especially, I think probably for anybody mm. to be honest it yeah. gives you it. even if it doesn't it will teach you things you, you didn't know mm. but it will also it will bring into focus things that you did know mm. and you do know but you maybe forgot mm. or you took for granted mm. and then you realise yeah this this would be and just try it you know yeah. the one thing I got from or I got loads of things from that book but one of the main things I got from that book was the accountability side of it like just basically yeah. like because his whole that's pretty much his whole thing and it? it's like mm-hmm. um, don't uh, judge the world before you tidied up your room sort of yeah. thing and it <laughs> but like it, it yeah. means basically just sort yourself out yeah. like for, like take accountability of your own life don't worry about things that you can't control like outside no. elements all of the try not to yeah <laughs> try not to and yeah. yeah just try and make yourself the best person you can be before yeah. worrying about other people needing what they need to do or whatever. So, yeah. um, and also, yeah, try and as we're doing talking, mm. try do try and connect with people because yeah. I think again, with everything that happened with these, the COVID stuff and mm. the, the vaccines and the mm. passports and this and that, and the division, I think a lot of people didn't realize how many people like them were out there and they were led to believe that they were a minority and yeah. that they were by themselves weak and they were done for, when you're not, mm. you're not. Yeah. You know, keep fighting. I agree. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Thank you, James. That was really yeah, good. We'll end you. it there. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure. Cheers, mate. It's weird taking him off. You're like. P, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p, changed on annoying me. One pound, two pound, five pound, ten pound, twenty pound, fifty pound. These are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, work, work. Where my money at? Let me dial up management. Who's going in and who the fuck's panicking? Who's maybe P and who the fuck lost P? If I fire man, that could be costly. You know, I always make the pattern run properly. I got white money and it talks cockney. I got black money and it talks patwa. Why the fuck would I want my money stacked up? I see money, I can't let it be statue. I'm an entrepreneur in a tracksuit. When your money works hard, you don't have to. She got dank body and it's all natural. But 
I'm still only trying to get the peas, bitch. You got dead pee, hit it with the D fridge. It's a game full of snakes and leeches. Fuck school, they ain't never gonna teach this. Fuck broke, I'd rather turn evil. When I'm hungry, you be looking like treacle. I'm tunnel vision on my prey like eagle. I got a pit in the whip looking regal. Just in case I ever got a duck a man down. Dealing with the penny, same way I do pounds. Dealing with the pounds, same way I do racks. Aiming for a billion, I ain't going back. When I hit the club, it's return of the max. I'm looking for a hustler, 30 collab. Trap queen title, where you worthy of that? There's a lot of hot chicks, but I'm never that gas. I don't know love, only know about cash. I know about economy, I know about tax. I wanna dominate, not race with the rats. Look, I can't hear shit if it ain't about 1p, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p. Change don't annoy me. 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound. These are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, work, work.